happy inauguration day. Is that a thing? Do we get a cake? Oh, we should get a cake. We need to get it. Let's get a cake for now. That would really piss off our office, wouldn't it? Yes, we need an <laughs> inauguration day cake. Uh, our, yeah, can you put Joe Biden on there? Yeah. <laughs> our, if, if y'all don't know, our boss is very much anti-Joe Biden. Yes. I don't necessarily, is he like super pro-Trump or is he, he is just, super pro-Trump. Is he? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I knew he was like super like yeah. conservative. No, but he, he's one of those that still feels like Trump is going to pull a rabbit out of his I, head. I, I haven't really listened to much of him. Maybe I just block yeah, out a lot of what he says out. <laughs> um but I, I know another person that works with us is super mm-hmm. super duper pro trump and i knew he was very conservative i've just never really listened to his like stance <laughs> on trump which it's just funny to me the um uh, just the attachment to trump by right. such like a ultra conservative christian person right. like like, look at well, Trump's track record as far as his yeah. morals. Well, and you you see, like, me being a Steeler fan, how much he, he criticizes Ben Roethlisberger for mm. his past, mm. right? But he won't compare that to Trump's indiscretions whatsoever, you know? Yeah, they're yeah. always like, well, what he did in his past doesn't really right, yeah, matter. Yeah. But, but but not for not for Ben Roethlisberger, though, you know? Yeah, it doesn't even, like... Who the fuck cares if you're not a Steelers fan anyway? Like, if you're right. not a football fan, then who... who? I mean, yeah. yes, some shit like that, like he had rape allegations or something. Right. Yeah. I don't know the whole story. But, yeah, yeah. That, that's a big deal. I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you. But still, right. scope of importance, Ben Roethlisberger versus the, the president, president of the United States. States. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd have to say that... Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. not really it's apples and oranges. Absolutely. And he'd be the first person to call out Clinton yeah. or oh, yeah. you know Biden for his, you know, weird stuff, but right. but no, you can't talk about that about right, Trump. Right, right, right. But you've inspired me now. I am going to get an inauguration, inauguration day, day cake, cake for Wednesday. How did, how did we get to just just cake got us completely <laughs> derailed. We weren't even going to talk about. It. Happy inauguration day like I said. It isn't it's Monday here our time, but by the time this is released, once again, we, our episodes come out the morning yes. of Big something, events. of an event. So <laughs> anything we say in this episode could be completely null and void That's by the true. time I, I, this comes out. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then? Yeah, because uh, the whole January 6th stuff, we're just like, oh, I, I don't see a lot happening. No, I mean, no. I see that they're going to push this and it's probably just going to fall yeah. flat and not right. much is going to happen. And yeah. then look what happened. Yeah, total shit show. As people are listening to us say nothing's going to happen, <laughs> the whole... Watching the, on the news, yeah, the shit ca- happening. <laughs> yeah, the capital is being um, ransacked by yeah. <laughs> idiots in um, freaking Viking horns. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? I I'd like to say this is just going to go off without a hitch, just because. I hope like, so. Like we can't. I hope so. Like we can't really handle something <laughs> like that. I I don't. I have my mixed opinions because yeah. I I keep saying over and over, if you. Feel like the government doesn't have your best interest at right. hand. Tear it down, make a new one. But absolutely. But a hundred, three hundred protesters like breaking shit and burning shit. That's not the same thing, right? Yeah, you right. have to like organize and like yeah. make shit happen. Exactly. Yeah. Be smart about it. Yeah. You know, don't just go brainless. At just like the people you've you know, criticized this entire last mm-hmm. summer. Oh, that's you know that's dumb burning down built stores and whatever else, and then you're raiding the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. It's like be smart about it, you right? Know? Right. So, like I said, I just kind of hope it just happens. I, I do, just because. I mean, 
what's worst case scenario? It's kind of nice to know that suppose, supposedly Trump's just getting out of town early. He's right. not even going to yeah. be in town. I think his daughter, he, Ivanka, said she's going to sit in. Well, before the... he was talking about doing a rally like oh, in God. D.C. Well, this was before January 6th ever right, happened. Yeah. Yeah, he was talking about doing like a counter right. rally, oh, okay. uh, a Trump rally like there in D.C. the same day as the yeah. inauguration. He's never going to do a rally again. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't see that happening now. And yeah. I'm just kind of glad he's just he's yeah. he's gotten smart. Where he's just like, dude, I just want to get the fuck out of here. Right, yeah. And so. I I just want to go, I just want to take the money I have and go play golf. Yes. You know, I I hope that he continues to make people pay attention. I hope, I don't want people to go back to sleep. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. That is fine. I don't want to see him like completely pulling this, uh, his side further away from finding some common ground. Yeah. Because that's the problem is we can't find common ground. And that's. It's kind of what I decided we're going to talk about, right. at least in the second half of this, is, you know, not necessarily even, look, hey, you guys, we just need to come together. We, right. and we do. We do need to come together. Right. But can we come together? Are, right. are we past that point? Because I guarantee yeah. you there's a large percentage of the population that doesn't see common ground right. to come yeah. together with. Is there a hope? Is there a possibility yeah. of, of us coming together as yeah. a country? Um, before we get into the show, though... I, I want to point out some more attacks, I guess, I would I see coming in in the realm of free speech, in the realm of, like, independent thought and stuff yeah. like that. Like, we saw this last week, within the last, what, week and a half, almost, by the time this release, it had been two weeks since yeah. January 6th, and the purge of, like, all the major accounts, like mm. Donald Trump's accounts and all, all that stuff we've talked about, and then just... This last week was the purge of like the smaller accounts. Like my yeah. account got not banned, but like very restricted. restricted. Yeah. I can't publish post on my own pages or anything like that. And so all of our like-minded people, like our network of people, have moved across different social media sources. Right. They're mostly podcasters and things like that um, that support like independent media that are pushing against like the mainstream. Mm-hmm. stories and things like that. This article here was brought to my attention, I think, a couple days ago. This came out on Friday, so it's been a few days now. Um, this article sounds to me like a direct, like they're coming for podcasters next. Right. And right. because my one thing I wasn't worried about, I was worried about YouTube. We don't have like a huge YouTube following. Um Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. I was worried about those platforms, but I fell back on our podcast platform because it's just like that's where our biggest base is right. is the the audio podcast platform. Right. And it's just like, well, they don't really do too much regulating of podcast platforms. I mean, Apple might or Google Play might, but um, right. what we host through um, sends out to all the different platforms and stuff. So. Right. Now, after reading this article, I'm starting to think that they're going to start coming after the podcast platforms right. next. Because this one says, this article is titled, Extreme, Extremists Exploit a Loophole in Social Media or Social Moderation Podcasts. So extremists are now exploiting a new loophole or a, a, a going beyond the social media platforms. They're moving to podcasts. So now they're just throwing out there that, 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 Podcasts are just infiltrated with extremists. So I'm going to read a little bit about this before we get into our intro because this one scared me more even than the social media right. takedowns yeah. and stuff because 
It's like that's our livelihood. That's right. our our where all of our stuff goes out from right. is from the podcast yeah. platforms. This says this is from cnycentral.com. I don't even know what that is. It says major social platforms have been cracking down on the spread of misinformation and conspiracy theories in the lead up to the presidential election and expanded their efforts in the wake of the January 6th Capitol riot. But Apple and Google, among others, have left open a major loophole for this material, podcasts. Podcasts made available by the two big tech companies let you tune in to the world of QAnon conspiracy theory, wallow in President Donald Trump's false claims of a stolen election, and bask in their extremism. Accounts that have been banned on social media for election misinformation, threatening or bullying, and breaking other rules also still live on as podcasts available on the tech giant's platforms. This here is calling out. It's the dog whistle for Apple and Google, the people that took down, single-handedly right. took down Parler. Yeah. Dog whistle for them to say, go after the podcast platforms. Right. That's where it's moving I to. Agree. Who wrote the article? This is cnycentral.com. Like okay. I said, I don't, I'm not even sure what that is. It's just <laughs> a site. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's not calling out the platforms themselves. It's not specifying any specific platforms, but it, it points out two or three different times. Apple and Google um, are leaving open this loophole for podcasts. Right. Yeah. So it's it's almost right. like it's saying, this is where you need to focus your right. efforts next. Yeah. And that there is scary to me. Right, absolutely. It says, conspiracy theorists have peddled stolen election fantasies, coronavirus conspiracies, and violent rhetoric. One podcaster, Red Pill 78 called the Capitol Siege a stage event in a January 11th episode of Red Pill News. The day before the Capitol riot, a more popular podcast, X-22 Report, some of the podcasts I listen to like get a lot of their information from these, oh, really? these sources here, spoke confidently about a Trump second term, explained that Trump would need to remove many members of Congress to further its, this plan, and said, we the people, we are the storm, and we're coming to D.C. Both are available, here's the fourth time, on Apple and Google platforms. Right. They're calling them out. They're yeah. saying, right. do something about this. Right. You're allowing this. Do something about this. says, podcasting plays a particularly outsized role in propagating white supremacy, said a 2018 report from the Anti-Defamation League. Jeez. Many white supremacists like QAnon adherents support Trump. Podcasting's an intimate, humanizing mode of communication that lets extremists expound on their ideas for hours at a time, said... Oren Sagel of ADL Center on Extremism. So they're talking about how it's like a more personal, intimate, like right. like to your base type co communication. Right. Just like if you're outlawing this or like trying to kick this off, you you got to outlaw any like kind of any like public meeting of people too oh, yeah. right. uh, that that talk about Absolutely. this stuff because that's all this really is. It's right. just on a digital level. Yeah. And if you don't want to listen, you know, you turn it off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. And But they're saying beyond that, like, just them having that forum Just is being dangerous. allowed to talk right. is dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm not going to read the whole article because we're going to need to get into this intro, but that there, that whole thing there was just, it was 
it, they're they're coming for us next. Right. They're coming for the podcast next. Yeah. They're saying these are an open forum for these extremism right. extremists and white supremacists and yeah. QAnon conspiracy theorists and all the stuff. And we're probably going to get kicked off just for saying reading right. the article uh, and saying yeah. QAnon right. five right. six times, yeah. even though it's in the damn article. Right. So. Yeah, what what do you think? You think they're coming for us next? What? Yeah, I I, I do. I mean, I think that um, you know, we all know the level of authoritarianism that Biden and Harris um, prescribe to, subscribe yeah. to. You know, I mean, you look at their histories, and um, they're going to try to take out any loophole they can, and that's podcast or part of it. So I don't know if they're going to make you apply for a license with the um, was it the FCA. Um, oh federal communications, you know, FCC. and FCC, FCC that's yeah. it. And, um, you know, and, and then they're, they're going to like oversee, you know, and so if there's a strike or, you know, you say something like, you, you know, like we just said five times, yeah, you know, then you're, you're banned for right. a month, you're put in jail. I, I don't know. I mean, all they're doing again. Oh yeah. Fuel on the fire. Absolutely. You're just fueling that fire. You're just setting us into our corners more mm-hmm. like. You're you're putting us into our yeah. our group. Right. You're you're putting us into it. It's not us no, that are like no. forming these groups right. or forming these alliances or whatever you want to call it. You're pushing us into that yeah. where we have to. You're backing us into a corner where we have to push back. Right. Because again, we're not the people that right. shut up. That's why we have these exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. The problem is podcasters are the biggest threat. To mainstream media because mm-hmm. people are starting to get their information yeah. from independent sources like yeah. podcasts, like blogs, like uh, independent journalists and things like that. And yeah. that's the problem. They they can't regulate right. the flow of information right. if we have all exactly. this this they, independent yeah. they information. Can't, they don't have those gatekeepers like they used to. Yeah. Yeah, before you had for like radio mm-hmm. and TV, you had the FCC right. saying, hey, you can't say things like this. Right. Or you, most of them were owned by the big corporations that were in the pockets of the politicians and yeah. funneling the information through them. So yeah. now we have people that are speaking out against yeah. it. Because if you look at, let's take, for instance, like the healthcare industry, okay? Before they started instituting regulations and licenses and stuff, you had all kinds of, of doctor doctors out there that were prescribing all kinds of home remedies, all kinds of you know different things that were not approved by the medical associations to treat people, and and you know that people got pissed, the, the hospitals got pissed, the doctors got pissed, right? You know, and so they went to the government, and so the government started implementing these strict rules where they had to have licenses, they had to go through certain organizations, right? It, that's the baby steps that they're leading up to. Yep, it's coming. They're coming for us. Which is too but, bad because that's what the internet is supposed to be. It's right. a free flow of information. Right. And they're nerfing it. Mm-hmm. They're they're cutting it out and it's like you said, it's just it's just pissing people off. Yeah. And again, we're resourceful people right. and we know resourceful people and we have networks. If if you're listening to this and you know how to create a, a platform or like a, a a podcast platform or you know anything about blockchain, it, everything's going to have to go to blockchain. I don't even right. really understand blockchain, but it's mm-hmm. decentralized. There's no one specific place that okay. it's where, where ever, all the information flows out of, so they can't shut it down. Right. If you know this stuff, start getting in touch with people and, and networking together. It, it's time to build our own 
thing yeah. because um, this is going away very quickly. And yeah. if we don't get on top of it soon, then it's going to be too late. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, yeah, because they're moving fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Way this is a matter fast. of two a week and a half that all this yeah. stuff has happened, and so stuff that we thought would pro- possibly be pushed within the next year or right. so has yeah. come in the last week. Right. So, and that's the pace they're going to work on everything, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I mean, they're they're trying to get through their agenda as fast as possible right. before people realize what's going on and start trying to make changes. Right. So. Anyway, that's that's my rant about that for now. Um, we're going to get into the show. We got some a few news things to talk about with the inauguration coming up. Um, again, all the stuff will have come to pass by the time you hear this, but we still have to talk about it. And then we want to get into this whole uh, conversation about our nation being as divided as it is today in 2021. So I'm just going to get right into the intro if you're ready. Let's do it. All right, let's go. What did you say? You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Uh, uh, did you just say? What did you say? You're talking to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Who are you talking to? We're back. Woo! Did you miss us? I did. I missed us. I did. Well, while we're still on the webways, I can't really call them the airways, so it's got to be yeah. the webways, right? It, yeah, it would be the... Webways. The webways. That's that's my new term. I feel like um, Bobo Walters. <laughs> welcome to the webways. <laughs> you can't. I mean, I was gonna say welcome uh, while we're still on the airways, but we're not. We're not on like radio frequencies or anything. Yeah. So it's the webways. That's okay. my my new term for it. <laughs> while we're still on the web, the webways, um, you get to still listen to us, and we're going to be here as long as we can. We're going to be somewhere as long as physically possible. So. If you're worried about us getting deplatformed or getting kicked off of uh, even our podcasting platform, the least you can do right now is go sign up for our email chain, our email newsletter, because that is the least threatened thing right now. I don't think anybody has come out and been like, we got to go after the email chains. I mean, it's not it's not um, 1995. (laughs) where we're uh, send this email around to to <laughs> 500 people and you will have uh, a million dollars. Prosperous life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think they're threatened by that just yet, but I'm sure I'm sure that'll come eventually. But the least you can do is go sign up for that email. I'm going. There will be a link in the show notes here um, to to do that because we do 
post the episodes in the every newsletter we send out. So uh, we kind of yeah. just talk about what's going on in it and then also post a link to wherever you can find us um, to listen to that episode. So if we're not in our new normal location, you'll be able to find, we'll link to wherever you can find us in that newsletter. So go yeah. sign up for that right now while you're thinking about it. Don't hesitate because it's it's more and more important than than we would have thought even right. like a week ago. Um, I never even would have considered um, even starting a newsletter or an right. email chain before yeah. before January 6th. But now it's just like, well, if all else fails, I guess we got that to fall right. back on. Absolutely. Like you said, we will find a way to get this out. Yep. So we're going to be here. We're not going anywhere. I mean, we might migrate around, but we're going to be here. The underground so. RV mobile command center. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would. We need one of those. We do. That would just make I know. That would just make us seem more credible, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's get into some of the stuff that's going on. Like I said, the um inauguration is kicking off this week and there have been the FBI's been coming out all week saying that um yeah. Capitals, like state capitals, are going to have rallies. Yep. They've been putting out all these yep. armed protests across the yeah. the board, right? And so I got this article here that talk. It's called the Capitol Protest Tracker. This sounds pretty official, doesn't it? It does. Very. This is from USA Today. So let me pull this one up real quick because this <laughs> this one cracks me up, and I'll tell you why after I read it. So this says Capitol Protest Tracker. What happened at capitals across the U.S. on Sunday? Dun, dun. Sounds more badass than it is. It really does. What actually happened Sunday across the U.S.? Well, we got a falafel. <laughs> <laughs> it says FBI officials are warning of protests at all 50 state capitals and the U.S. Capitol in the days leading up to inauguration. Here are live updates. Says federal officials warned of armed and potentially violent protests at all 50 state capitals and the U.S. Capitol in the days leading up to President elect Joe Biden's inauguration, according to an internal FBI bulletin issued to law enforcement partners. The bulletin cautioned that demonstrations could begin as soon as Sunday and are expect expected to continue through inauguration, an official with knowledge of the bulletin told USA Today. So it's saying it started yesterday, our time. Right, gotcha. And we actually talked about that. We yeah. were like, hey, we should try to go to a state capitol. Yeah, I didn't hear anything really about Des Moines, no, though. I didn't Doing either. anything. But it says, the official who is not authorized to comment publicly, even though he's commenting publicly, said a poster publicizing the event says, when democracy is destroyed, refuse to be silenced. So they found a poster, and that's what kicked all the shit off. Oh, okay. The poster also called for an armed march on Capitol Hill and all state capitals. Do you think maybe they were just fucking with the FBI? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. It says, on Sunday, law enforcement members and journalists outnumbered the few people who showed up at state capitals <laughs> across the nation. So the media, they're like vultures, like, come on, okay, come on, let's this get another one. This is going to be one. big. This yep, is going to be big. Gonna be huge. And then like Nothing. nobody showed up. It goes on, though, because it still this tracker still makes it out to be more than it was. Right. It says, a few states like Michigan and Ohio had large groups show up. From what I heard, Ohio had one person show up at the state <laughs> capitol. I had a a, a person um, in our network commenting that only one guy showed up to the state capitol. It says, 
we had one guy show up to the state house yesterday. He said no one showed up because he thought it was a fed sting. I'm pretty sure that was Ohio that he said that. So, but that one guy showed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this is Indiana. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. that was Indiana. So apparently Ohio had a bigger turnout. But it says some wearing attire or affiliating themselves with the Boogaloo movement. In Indiana, I read an article that the one guy that did show up was wearing Boogaloo attire. He was, um, he was just there to basically. Uh, protest against like police violence on one Boogaloo <laughs> member. So that's why he was wearing the Boogaloo attire oh, was because this Boogaloo guy had been killed in the protest this summer. And so he was wearing that in like oh, okay. kind of com- commemorative towards this or like in solidarity for this guy. Like, it's, remember this guy. And so it sounded like he got pranked. These guys are like, hey, let's go down there and protest against so and so getting killed. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Just wear this stuff. Okay. And then like he's the only guy that shows up. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> This guy showed up in Boogaloo attire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And hey, he, was a, hey, hey, he was a libertarian as far as I yeah. know. And so, um, yeah, he was the only guy that showed up in Indianapolis. But apparently several people showed up in Michigan and Ohio. I had heard that groups were showing up to protect the capitals from, um, like, Proud Boys and stuff. Yeah, or from other... Yeah, from Trump from protesters. Things, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, like, I, I heard Proud Boys guys were showing up to prevent... Um, violence. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so funny. you you just yeah. get mixed reviews right. on all of it. Yeah. But this one says, um, wearing attire or affiliating themselves with the Boogaloo mo- movement. It says that in Michigan, Ohio. And then it says, other than that, it was a peaceful Sunday. <laughs> Nothing about that wasn't yeah. peaceful yeah. because they're wearing Hawaiian shirts, even if they're freaking... Like wearing flak jackets and carrying rifles. If nothing violent happened, yeah, it was peaceful. Right. Says this round of protests, this round of protests that they already just said was less numerous than the law enforcement that showed up. Says this round of protests comes after five people died January 6th after a mob of rioters attacked the U.S. Capitol while Congress was certifying election results for Biden. So you know this isn't as big as they want it to be, and they're trying to make it out to be something. Because then they're reminding you about what happened on January 6th. Oh, because, because... Because of this, this is, this round of protests, it's just like, okay, there was like a handful of guys that stood out. Uh, a handful of guys that was was up to no good one guy there was a guy who may have been a trump supporter who got pissed off because he bought a hot dog that didn't have enough ketchup (laughs) on it (laughs) and he was throwing throwing a fit about it so it's just this level of the need for something big bigger to happen than actually does and this and i mean i understand people are on edge i really do absolutely yeah but for the media to perpetuate things bigger than they actually are yeah that's just obnoxious to me. It and is. for them to be like, oh, other than the fact that they were wearing those Boogaloo stuff and affiliating themselves with Boogaloo movement, it was peaceful. Yeah. Right. If Again, if they're not doing anything, it's a peaceful protest. Right. Exactly. You you called um, the burning down of neighborhoods across the country peace, right, uh, mostly yeah. peaceful yeah. protests for, yeah. for six months, and all of a sudden this was— Oh, oh, that that wasn't necessarily peaceful because they were wearing the wrong clothing. Right. Well, but in these guys' perspective, like if you show up at a protest and you have a gun, or if you have like a hat with a a American flag on it, 
right? You're there to cause problems, right? Right. That you're there to create violence, or if you call yourself a patriot at right. all, right? Right. You used to be calling yourself a patriot was a yeah. good thing. Now right. all of a sudden it's a it's yeah. a hate crime. So this is how big of a nothing burger these protests have been, at least since between Sunday and Monday today. So these are just the Google headlines. If you just Google state capital rallies, this is what pops up. Number one is California's capital on guard. Despite FBI warnings, no armed protests in Sacramento on Sunday. <laughs> um, with heavy security in place, pro-Trump rallies draw small turnout in Minnesota capital. <laughs> pro-Trump rally fails to materialize in Albany. <laughs> um, it says, let's see. Few show up to protest at state capitals in Baton Rouge ahead of the Biden inauguration. So every headline is just like, yeah, well, so nothing showed. Uh, even though there was FBI warnings, not a whole lot happened. <laughs> and all, all the news people are just like, guys, they're staying out with the cameras like, guys, where's the crowds? Did you send me to the right place? What's going on? And they're like, I, uh, just zoom in on those three guys over yeah, there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We'll send in a couple of people to, to yell in the background. <laughs> it, it doesn't wouldn't surprise me in no, any way. It would not if they were trying to start their own stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just. But again, like I said, it, it's natural for them to be on edge because it of is. everything that's going on, all the the bullshit that's going on. Um, we had that fire that shut down the entire uh, inauguration uh, rehearsal. That was right. just nothing happened. Yeah, like this one says. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and read this one. It says, Inauguration rehearsal evacuated after a fire near the Capitol. Uh, it doesn't say in the headline right. that it was a big nothing fire. Yeah, right. Like you said, it, it's a homeless shelter or something. Right. It says, The U.S. Capitol complex in D.C. Temporary, temporarily locked down on Monday during a rehearsal for President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration after a fire in a homeless encampment about... Uh, a mile away, sent a plume of smoke into the air and caused security concerns. But law enforcement officials said there was no f no threat to the public and the fire was not believed to be a threat to the inauguration. The evacuation of some participants in the lockdown were ordered by the acting chief of Capitol Police in an abundance of caution, officials said. Biden was not participating in the rehearsal. So, again, uh, nothing there, right. but everybody's so on edge. Right. And, of course, the media has to... Uh, have the clickbait of oh, a fire in the cap near right. the Capitol shut down the rehearsal, so everybody clicks on it. Right. But yeah. again, I understand yeah. why they're on edge. Oh, I do too. After, I mean, they they want to do everything they can to prevent what right. happened January sixth. Yeah, but unfortunately, the media is just hoping and praying something else happens. They are. They they are because bad news is the news. Right, absolutely. Like, nobody tunes in to yeah. see, oh, nothing happened today. Right. Well, and, and the narrative is that Trump supporters are, are violent, they're crazed, they're they're unhinged, and that they're trying to create some kind of revolution. And so that's that would play into their, their narrative that they're trying to build. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's narratives on both sides. Oh, no, absolutely, you know, there is, yeah. Like... We hate each other so much that, like, if it was the other way around, it'd probably be the same thing. It's just like, yeah. well, the communist hordes are right. um, lined up outside, yeah. like, waiting to storm the, the Trump protests, you know? But it's all the media. It's all, per like, overhyped by the media. Yeah. And, again, especially now with the last 25 years, the 24-hour news cycle, it's right. like— 
you you can't turn on CNN and expect to hear nothing happened today. Right. As as great as that would be, yeah. Or everything good happened today. Everybody just liked each other today. Right. I mean, they're yeah. they're not going to report on that because that yeah. doesn't get the ratings right. up. So, um, I know there were some arrests that happened in um, D.C. over the weekend and within the last couple of days. Right. There was uh, a guy who was supposedly stopped at a checkpoint, and um, <laughs> it just almost sounds like unbelievable because they they asked to search his car because he had a bunch of like pro gun stickers on his car. <laughs> That's why they asked to search his sure, car. Why not? They asked him if he had any weapons in his car, and he said, yes, I got a pistol. He had, like, a 9 mil pistol under his um, um, the armrest on his seat. Yeah. And they flipped it up, and he had, like, a high—what they consider—I don't know what's considered a high-capacity right. yeah. in, in their terms anymore, because anything over, what, 10 rounds on a, right. on a rifle is high-capacity. I'm not sure what a pistol high-capacity is. Right, yeah. Um, but he supposedly had a high-capacity um, magazine in the pistol— he didn't have a license to carry in DC and and then he also supposedly had one or five hundred rounds of ammo in the vehicle with him. Oh. Like all of it sounds completely made up bullshit yeah, right. in Absolutely. my opinion. Yeah. Like who's unless he is planning to do something, what's right. he doing in DC? Yeah. A with I mean, I can see him having the loaded pistol if he yeah. thought he legally could carry it, right. or even if not, like yeah. people carry without permits right. all the time. Yeah. But what's he doing fucking driving around 500 <laughs> rounds of ammo? Right, yeah. It and, just And with the in the car just plastered with pro gun stickers in DC. <laughs> <laughs> You're just right, asking to right. get pulled over. So a big part of me wants to think that this is just like bullshit yeah. that's pushed out there to be like, "Oh, look at all these like these nut jobs that are out like kind of to push the fear and like yeah. get people more on edge and just push this thought that oh something's gonna happen right. yeah. you got this guy here that's got like 500 rounds trying to get right. into dc or trying to get out i i don't remember which it was <laughs> He's but probably trying to get out probably <laughs> he's like dude i gotta get my gun and my ammo out of here yes <laughs> he probably had it there like at an office he's like yeah shit they're coming for my guns i right. just gotta get this out of town <laughs> and he's, that's all he wanted to do yeah. was get it out of town right. and they arrested him for it it's like damn it i'm so close to <laughs> should just left in my fucking I apartment made it to indiana <laughs> Exactly, so there was there was that story. I didn't have that one pulled up, but I th- I thought that was interesting. But I do know that even um, the FBI is on. Obviously, the FBI is on high alert here. Yeah. But we talked about I think on the weekend wrap up that that they called in twenty five thousand National Guard members. Yeah, into yes for protection yes. and stuff. Well, actually, before I get into the FBI one, I forgot about. This hardcore leftist who was planning, who got arrested for planning an attack on the pro-Trump demonstrations in Florida. Yes, that's so right. not only is there one like, side, one side that's that's supposedly plotting to like hold like violent uprisings, but then there's the the counter protesters that are getting arrested for trying to for plotting the, against yeah. the protest. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's just ridiculous. It's a mess. Yeah, it's a fucking it, mess. Yeah. And. It's a cycle because you know both sides are going to read this shit, mm. and they're both going to react to it. Yeah, yeah. Because when you read uh, this article, feds arrest hardcore leftists who planned attack on Trump demonstrators at Florida Capitol. You know, there's like a giant amount of Trump supporters that are like, 
the fucking communists are gonna are coming after us. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're, absolutely. They're they're threatening us, or even thinking they probably think that Nancy Pelosi sent him in, like single handedly hired him <laughs> right, to yeah. go in. So this yeah. says, um, let me share this one. It says federal law en- enforcement officials arrested a self described hardcore leftist. <laughs> so not only are they is this the article's not the one that's calling him that. I thought right. it was because this Daily Wire, which is right wing. Right, yeah, I yeah. thought they were calling yeah. him that. But no, he's a yeah. self-described. Yeah. He probably has a business card that says hardcore leftist. <laughs> Again, it's like, does this stuff just not sound made up? I know. Just to I push know. this narrative that right. there's so much yeah. division here. There's so much. Right. There, there's these two extreme sides going yeah. on. and Because who who describes himself that way? I mean, honestly. Right. Yeah. No, I no, I I'm a hardcore leftist, man. Like no hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I you you got your softcore leftist that only shows like that doesn't show the full frontal and you got a hardcore leftist. Yeah. We're I, all I, about I'm, the full I'm, frontal. I'm way hardcore. <laughs> so it says self-described hardcore leftist and alleged Antifa supporter. And, and again, who what Antifa person actually comes out and be like, "Yes, I'm Antifa." <laughs> Nobody would say that. No, most of most people on the left say Antifa is not an actual organization. Right, it doesn't even exist. It's just anti-fascist. Exactly. Um, last week, for allegedly issuing a call to arms for a violent attack on pro-Trump protesters at Florida's Capitol. See, there's another problem there. Hardcore leftists have issues with people having owning firearms. A lot of times, I'm not right. saying right. all of them, but. Yeah. I I don't know. There's just a lot of like weirdness going on in the story. Yeah. Authorities arrested Daniel Baker of Tallahassee for transmission in interstate commerce of communication containing a threat to kidnap or to injure U.S. Attorney's Office uh, for the Northern District of Florida announced in a statement. So he was communicating and threatening to kidnap or injure. Says Baker issued a call to arms for like-minded individuals to violently confront protesters gathered at the Florida Capitol this Sunday. He specifically called for others to join him in encircling any protesters and confining them at the Capitol complex using firearms. Damn. The criminal complaint um, filed by prosecutors shows that Baker describes himself as a hardcore leftist again and. Uh, this is just repeating itself. It says the criminal complaint also said that Baker participated in the far left protests over the summer, which included joining the Chop slash Chaz movement in Seattle, Washington, during the summer of 2020. Again, he's another like inter- like nationwide yeah antagonizer right. traveling. I mean, he went from Seattle to Florida. Yeah, he's like he's just the same as that freaking Viking horn wearing right. guy that yep. he just shows up, makes a bunch of noise, gets people riled up, yep. and then. Like right. moves on ghosts. to the next one. Yeah, he goes yeah. out of there. He doesn't have to deal with the the cleanup of it all right. because he did his job and now he's gone. He's yep. moving he's on an to the influencer. next. Yep. The charging document says Baker used social media as a way to promote, circulate, encourage, and educate followers on how to incapacitate law enforcement officers while at a protest. You think his social media site got taken down? Uh, it's probably still up there. Probably. So charging documents highlight alleged social media posts from Baker where Baker calls for people to take up arms against President Donald Trump and called for Trump terrorists to be cor- corralled into the Capitol building. Mm. Wow, he's he's got all kinds of stuff going on against yeah, no him. no doubt. So there's that. Again, well, another, like... Yes, and it, if you go down, I believe he's uh, re- he's ex-military, that he got, uh, he got bounced out of the... Uh, 
Um, Gee, I can't imagine why. Airborne, yeah, right, because he has no problem sharing his beliefs, I think it said. Yeah, they talked about that um, at the Capitol siege, there was the military guy that got, um, he got ID'd, he was like, he owned, he possessed a secret clearance, not a top secret, just a secret clearance, which, that sounds all fantastic, like, oh, he knows all the secret, the deep, dark secrets. You want to know something? I had a secret clearance. Yeah. I didn't know shit. <laughs> so I don't know any of the juicy I details. I was going to say, I, I had government clearance when I worked at mm-hmm. a bowling alley on a military base. <laughs> if you if you see secret clearance, it usually doesn't yeah. mean shit. It means you like ha- can work on like the comm gear and stuff yeah. like that. That's like they don't want yeah. people knowing how their shit works. Right. Top secret clearance is the people that has like the intel and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you see secret clearance... Don't freak out and be like, oh, he has all these government secrets. He yeah. doesn't because I don't right. know any government secrets. <laughs> I don't even remember how those damn radios worked. <laughs> so, no, no, um, I I don't buy it. But the, yeah. the funny thing is he supposedly was a well-known, like, on social media to, like, push all these, like, um, right. it was like he supported, like, the KKK and yeah. things like that. And, um, and then he showed up at the White House. It's just like... Yeah. If if all this was going on, why didn't they fucking do something about it before? Right. Yeah, because right. the military—if you're in the military—they own your entire life, and right. they if they find something on social media that yeah. is like that, um, you'll get booted or you yeah. you'll get in trouble for it. Yeah, actually, I had a, a friend that was in the military uh, when Obama was president. And he mm-hmm. had put some, uh, you know, anti-Obama stuff up, and I'm like, dude, you, you're gonna get in trouble. You're an idiot because yeah. that's your boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that that's the case. Yeah. I mean, whether you support the guy or 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 not, like, right. yeah, you you can't do shit like that right. when you're employed by the man. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's just so much circling around. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, on, it just they're just it, they're they're feeding the fire on mm-hmm. both sides. You know, trying to I hope for some kind of chemical reaction. I think. Yeah, and it's it makes you wonder how much of it's actually true. Like. Right. Yeah. Was a guy actually arrested with 500 rounds of right. ammo in yeah. his car in D.C.? Yeah. Was a freaking neo-Nazi, like, well-known on social media with his secret clearance, yeah. like, arrested at the right. freaking uh, yeah. the w- Capitol? Was there a, a self-described hardcore leftist, mm-hmm. you know, taking out a, a contract on Trump supporters in Florida? You know, Yeah, it's, like, it's just like, or is this just them, like, right. trying to perpetuate right. this freaking yeah. whole shit storm that's going on right now yeah because i mean if we all liked each other man they'd have nothing to do Mm -hmm. and we'd probably come together and realize you know what all this is fucking bullshit absolutely right all this stuff since the election has all it's done especially since january 6th it's just reaffirmed my stance that i am politically agnostic self-proclaimed politically agnostic I think yeah. both sides are full of complete Absolutely shit. Absolutely there. Yeah. And I, I started taking more sides like during the election because I don't like Biden. I really don't like Harris. But then yeah. we get to like now and it's just like they're all full of shit. Yeah. They, Again, absolutely. they are. They, mm. All they want is division. None of them yeah. want us to come together. No, none of them want to find common ground, even no. though Biden comes out and right. declares unity and peace yeah, and like right. let's heal. Yeah. And then his his actions speak way louder than his words do. Absolutely, yeah. And so it, it's just the the mess that we <clears throat> found ourselves in yeah. as a country. Um, anyway, getting back to I I said that the FBI 
was um, starting to look into because the twenty five thousand National Guard troops were called yes. in. Yes, yeah, to kind of support and make sure nothing goes down at the Capitol this yeah. time. Even though they tried to call them in for the six because they thought something might happen yeah. and they didn't come in yeah. at all. Right. For but, whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, do they answer directly to Trump or no? It's the um let's see. Well, usually it's the state governor. Yeah, but in DC, in what DC, is it? I think it would be the mayor. Okay. So, so I why why weren't they there? I don't know. But yeah, now they have 25,000 people there. But the Pen- or the Pentagon is saying that um the FBI is vetting those national guard members looking right. for like making sure there's no inside. Yeah. Well, and some of that may be because of this uh guys like this Democrat Steve Cohn, who's mm-hmm. a, a representative in out of Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, you sent me that one. I'll pull this up if you want to read it. Yeah. So it says... Um, so this one says, Steve Cohen is suggesting that white male National Guardsmen could pose a threat to Biden's life. So they're calling in the National Guard to protect the whole inauguration, but then you got people like this that are standing up and saying, whoa, 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 they're... They're mostly white, so uh, yeah. they're probably going to kill this old white dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What fucking sense does yeah. that make? Right. Well, again, it, it just creating the division, just assuming that because you're white and you're male, you're going to try to take out Biden. And the guy saying this, if is you can white see the male. picture, he's an old, crusty white dude. He's <laughs> crusty as they get, man. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go and read that. Says Representative Steve Cohen suggested during an interview on Monday morning that in vetting the National Guard for potential threats against Biden, uh, President-elect Joe Biden, officials should first look for supporters of President Trump within the Guard's ranks, specifically link their presumed support for Trump to their skin color and gender. Cohen, who is a chairman of the House Judiciary Subcommittee on Constitutional, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties, made the remarks during an interview on CNN. This morning I was reading about this, this is him talking, this on my Twitter account, I guess, and people were reminding people of Anwar Sadat and Indira Gandhi, who were killed by their own people, Cohen said, referencing political leaders that had been assassinated by those who were defending them. You know, I was thinking the National Guard is 90-some-odd percent, I believe, male. Only about 20% of white males voted for Biden. You got to figure that in the Guard, which is predominantly more conservative, that I see that on my social media, and we know it. There's probably not more than 25% of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other 75% are in the class that would be the large class of folks who might want to do something. And there were military people and police who took oaths to defend the Constitution and to protect and defend who didn't do it, who were in the insurrection. So it does concern me, but so he's concerned that they took. Almost sounds like he's concerned that they took an oath to defend the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're going completely against that, so that yeah. could be bad for us. Yes, and he goes, but that's far to have voted for Trump does not make you an insider. That's far different from being a threat of violence inside. Whether the National Guard or law enforcement, I'm curious: is there anything you've seen to substantiate? Just how broad this insider threat may be, if it exists, uh, that's the... The CNN uh, host. Right, yeah. right. Absolutely not, Jim. But, you know, you draw a circle. The first circle is people who were for Trump and not for Biden, as far as people who could be within the zone of folks who paid to be suspect of. 
That suspect group is large. So he's right there. He's saying, yeah. we got to draw the circle of people who voted for Trump. Yeah. And then there's the circle of people who voted for Biden. Right there, he's completely dividing the National Guard. He's completely dividing the country, saying, yeah. we got these people over here, and they're dangerous. Right. We got these people over here that are less dangerous. Right. But there's many, many more of the dangerous people and we train them to be dangerous in the National Guard. Right, exactly. And it's just... I, but he can't, like, commit to a, a, a statement, though, because he says all this bullshit, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, he dances around the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he dances around it, and then they're like, so what, you're, are, are you saying um, that there may be an... That this will make them an insider threat? And he's like, absolutely not. I'm not saying that. I, I'm not saying it. Yeah. Not right. saying it, but I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not going to commit to saying it because, you know, I, I still got elected in, in Tennessee, mm. <laughs> you know, one of the most conservative states in the union, but mm. I'm kind of hinting around to it. Yeah, it's just. So it was a, a senator from Florida who actually called him out and said, are you really saying that because they're white and male and they're in the military that they may be a danger to Biden? Because that's kind of an ignorant assumption. Yeah. Especially... No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. No, that's what you're saying, dude. Yeah. It's I hate it. I yeah. hate all of this. Yeah. It's all gross and disgusting it is. and ugly. And it's all political theater for all these shitheads in Washington to make themselves seem more valuable and more important than what they actually are. Mm. It is just funny that it's coming from the people that are saying how like one-sided the Trump supporters are are completely retreating to their side and making their isolation movements saying, well, if you put a circle around these and then you put a circle around those and then you compare the two and it's just like, why can't we just yeah, come together even though, yeah, we voted for somebody else? Yeah. Like most elections are that way. Right. All elections are that way yeah. unless it's a landslide victory. You got people that voted for one side. You got people for who voted for the other side. Somebody's going to be upset about it. I'm sorry. That's just how it's going right. to work. Somebody's going to be upset. But we we figure that shit out. That's right. how we've done it for yeah. 200 plus and 75 years. Most people have the common sense to know that whoever the president is is not going to decide how your life goes. Mm. He's going to reverse some things that Trump did. Okay. And then the Republicans are going to vote someone in a couple years. They'll reverse the things that Biden did. It's a pendulum. It is, exactly. It and swings far exactly. to one side. Usually it gets like complete control between like the Congress and yeah. executive at least. And then it comes back like people start realizing, oh, this is a little off and yeah. come out to vote more. It swings to the middle. Yeah. And then we have it kind of split and then it swings afar to the yeah. other side and it's controlled. Yeah. And I, I admit I took the bait when Obama was voted in. I'm mm -hmm. like, shit, he's gonna make us a socialist country, right? Yeah. Right. The only thing that concerns me this time around is all the the actions of social media company and big tech companies right. going after everybody. Yeah, that that's the part that concerns me. It's not even anything that Biden's done. No, but it, even like we've looked at some of the the statements that he's made and oh, the policies that it made. No, it, it scares is lining the hell out of up. Me. <laughs> like Obama, you might have been scared for yeah. scared about, but the rhetoric wasn't just. Line by line, right. straight from like the the, the, the UN socialist playbook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not even the the socialist. It's right. the UN playbook. Right. It, like we've gone over with the the reset and the agenda twenty 
one and everything. I yeah. mean, that, yes, we, we've seen that stuff, and we see how his policies are lining up directly with that. And, yeah, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, and do I think every person that voted for Biden wants the U.N. to take over our no. country? No, I don't. But I, yeah. I, I am more concerned about the politician himself lining himself up with that. Yeah, I'm not going to isolate myself from every Democrat in this country and say, no. oh, you're all a bunch of socialists and communists. Right. I think, for the most part, there on both sides, there's a level of na- naivety, naivete, yeah. oh, whatever you pronounce that. We're all just naive to where we think our side is the savior of the world, right. and we're fighting this evil on the other side yeah. that's that's going to be, be the destruction of our country as yeah. we know it. And, and that's what kills me with um, all these these Christians that you know are all sold about Donald Trump you know, being the, this, the savior of mankind. It's like, okay, if you're a hardcore Christian, you know that there's no hope in man, Yeah, right? You don't put all your, I mean, you look, look at the Israelites when they, you know, subscribe to a king and how that went, you right. know? And they were told, by God, yeah. this is going to be bad for you. <laughs> exactly. Don't get a king. Do not do it. Yes, exactly. And they're like, no, 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 we want a king. And yeah. And, and so all these Christians that are, are you know, wanting, thinking that er, the world's going to be better with Donald Trump as president, I think they're kind of forgetting the point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they've they found their savior in a person rather than <laughs> in morals, rather than in their faith. Right. They, yeah, they exactly. put it all in a human being. Yeah. Which is dangerous. It's a dangerous, yes. <laughs> no matter who it is, even if it's Billy Graham. Yeah. That's I don't dangerous. Care. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah, somebody as holy or like pure as as Billy Graham, who set up all these boundaries for himself. If you're putting all your hope in him, you're you're wrong. Yeah. And but to do it to somebody like Donald yeah, right. Trump, who's even way way out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not Billy Graham by no. any stretch. <laughs> no. So let's take a look before we get into the break, real quick, on some of Biden's uh, first hundred days, what that might look like, because. Um, I mean, it's it's coming starting yes. tomorrow or Wednesday. Wednesday, the day this comes out the is day the day of the hundred days. Start happening. So this one here talks about Biden's first hundred days. It says, from reversing Trump's immigration policies to COVID nineteen relief, here's what's on the agenda. So has he actually made these statements, or is this just speculation? No, he has made gonna... these statements. All right, so let let's go ahead and read this then. So it says. Um, President-elect Joe Biden will step into the White House on Wednesday facing an array of crises from COVID-19 to nationwide tensions surrounding racial justice. Not just racial justice. That's not what all the nationwide tension is about. It's just whatever they can find to put tension on, there's tension there. And it's all in the name of racial justice because who's going to speak out against racial justice, really? That's the the most moral high ground you can have. Yeah, and (laughs) I agree. Like, I'm not going to speak out against racial justice. I think everyone should have equal rights, but they're putting everything mm-hmm. in the realm of racial justice. Yeah, there's an article of a woman who said climate change is a racial justice issue. Yes. So it says Biden has already started rolling out his plans to take them on. Over the past several weeks, Biden has laid out several things he wants to do in his first 100 days in office. The proposals include tackling the pandemic, reversing immigration policies, put in place under President Donald Trump and addressing criminal justice reform. Yeah, that's what he's got Kamala Harris for, is for that mm-hmm. criminal justice reform, Yeah, being the, the cop's cop that she was. 
On Thursday, Biden laid out a COVID-19 relief package that he hopes to see pass through Congress in the immediate weeks after taking office. We talked about that in the weekend wrap-up, yes. how he's <laughs> talking about adding another $1.9 trillion. Yeah. So this talks about that. It says $20 billion for a nationwide vaccine program. Which for- Trump had. Right. $1,400 stimulus checks and raising the minimum wage to $15 per hour. I'm not sure what that has to do with COVID, COVID but it's in there. Biden has also pledged to provide 100 million doses of the vaccine during the first 100 days of his administration. How? How is he doing that? Because Trump right. rolled out a really rapid response, right. vaccine response. Yeah. And he's saying, oh, we're going to go even faster. This will be one of the most challenging operational efforts we have ever undertaken as a nation, Biden said Thursday, of vaccine distribution. We'll have to move heaven and earth to get more people vaccinated create more places for them to get vaccinated, to mobilize our medical teams to get shots in people's arms. <laughs> that sounds pleasant. Yes. As part of his response to the pandemic, Biden also said he wants to begin reopening schools in the first 100 days of his administration. Now, all of a sudden, that's important. Yes. His relief package proposes $130 billion to help schools safely reopen. Biden has also said in the 100-day time frame, he will also call for masks to be mandated in places where he can under law, such as federal buildings, planes, and buses. So there you go. There's that mask mandate that mm-hmm. he's been touting since his campaign. Right. Here are some of the issues he has said he wants to address in his first 100 days. The economy and, and taxes. Biden has said his COVID-19 relief plan will help stimulate the economy with the help of the, the stimulus checks, grants for small businesses, and billions for schools to reopen, among other proposals. He will introduce that recovery plan next month during his address to a joint session of Congress. Biden has also said he will propose a new tax plan that includes raising uh, corporate income tax to 28%. Currently, the corporate tax rate is 21%, which is set under Trump's 2017 tax plan. So immediately he's going to raise corporate taxes mm-hmm. 7%. Doesn't sound like a lot, but with big corporations, that's a lot. Yeah. Under his tax plan, Biden said, no one making less than $400,000 will see their taxes increase. We'll see about that. Right. Especially with this $3 trillion. Once it's all said and done, it's going to equal about $3 trillion. Yeah. Plus the first, how much was the first? It was like a trillion dollars too, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? So we're looking at $4 trillion increase just in the last year. Yeah. But that a 12.4% Social Security payroll tax will be imposed on those who earn 400000 or more. Damn. Yeah. The president-elect, however, has not given a timeline of when that plan will be introduced. Um, then it goes on to climate change. During his tenure, Trump withdrew the U.S. from the Paris Agreement, 2015 Paris Agreement, which focused on goals to help mitigate climate change, as well as all the other Bullshit. Bullshit that they wanted yeah. to put in there. On the first day of his administration, Biden plans to rejoin the court. So he's not even going to look at it. He's just like, no, we're doing it. Yep. We're backing yeah. it. Yeah. Biden has said that within the first 100 days of his administration, he wants to host a climate world summit to directly engage the leaders of the major greenhouse gas emitting nations of the world to persuade them to join the U.S. in making more ambitious national pledges above and beyond the commitments they have already made. He also pledged on his first day in office he would take action that require aggressive methane pollution limits for new and existing oil and gas operations. He said the goal is to develop rigorous 
rigorous new fuel economy standards aimed at ensuring 100% of new sales for light and medium-duty vehicles will be zero emissions and annual improvements for heavy-duty vehicles. How the hell are you going to do that? I don't know. He's got um, immigration plans now. Um, he's taking a hard line. Or it says Trump took a hard line approach to immigration that led to several controversial policies, including family separation along the U.S.-Mexican border. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard about that for years and years and years. Biden said he will begin undoing the Trump administration's policies on day one. Again, he's just saying, basically on day one, I'm just yeah erasing everything he's done. Right. Um, previously said he will issue an executive order on the first day of his presidency to create a federal task force. How many federal task forces is he is oh. he planning on making? Yeah, it's like Obama. Remember how many czars he had? Yeah, everything he said, like he's going to do. He's like, well, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to make a federal task force to do it. Yeah. Um, federal task force to reunite children with their parents who were separated at the border. As of December, 628 parents who were separated from their children at their border are still missing. Maybe they don't want to be found. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, it says, Biden has said on day one he will send a bill to Congress to provide a pathway to citizenship for 11 million undocumented people in the U.S. and will also revoke the travel ban. And you said that <laughs> that was like basically putting some of these undocumented people ahead oh, of yeah. the people that have yeah. been going through the process. Yeah, it's going to directly put them ahead of the citizenship process for people who have been in the system for the last couple of years trying to get their citizenship. Right, yeah. So good luck on that. Like that's going to yeah. piss off a lot of like people trying to do it legally. Yeah. Says he will also stop construction on the border wall at the US Mexico border by taking away funding. So is he going to tear it down, or is it just going to leave it half-finished? Probably leave it half-finished. It would probably cost too much to take it down. He's got policies related to LGBTQ individuals. Don't have to get into that. Racial justice things. He says he's committed to creating a National pol Police Oversight Commission. So probably another federal task force to yeah, <laughs> oversee that's, that's that. That's my thought. Um, he says, I've long believed we need real communi community policing. And we need each other, or each and every police department in the country, to undertake a comprehensive review of their hiring, their training, and their de-escalation practices. I'm fine with certain aspects of that. I'm fine with better training. Absolutely, yeah. Because, like we've said before, other countries' police forces like have yeah. like years-long processes, and you get small-town police forces here that are oh, yeah. in within like right. A, they just do like on-the-job training, right. basically. Yeah. Well, and, and the problem is that. I mean, they're so underfunded for training, right? And then you got these cities like Seattle who want to defund. Yeah. It's like they need more money for training. For better training. And yeah, better, exactly. Not cut the Better money. bedding and stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, you, you cut the money. I, I say maybe cut some of the, the spending on military weapons and military-grade vehicles and yeah. things like that because that's where a lot of the money in the inner cities are going. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I'm fine with that. Like. We don't need like Apache helicopters for the police force, yeah, and, right. and tanks for the the yeah. SWAT teams, right? Stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. like maybe reallocate some of the funds right. for training, yeah. But cutting spending, you're yeah. just just cutting their their legs off be yeah. beneath them. So they no longer 
not only can't they, can they not do their jobs if they don't have certain funding, now they can't train their officers to be better. Yeah. Well, they they really need to to put a, a fork in the whole drug war. Yeah. You know? And if yeah. they do that, then they can take away some of that military equipment from the police forces. Yeah, and I I don't see really any any area now any any like benefit from the the drug war. Oh, like isn't. I don't see. I don't think I could go up to anybody in the United States and be like, how has the, the war on drugs benefited the right. United States? Yeah. It, I mean, it overcrowded our prisons. Right. It actually, it like separated families. It put people in like more vulnerable positions. I mean, um, it empowered cartels. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It made things more dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not going to take the stance that all drugs should be legalized just yet. I mean, right. I think. That would be smarter than the war on drugs. Absolutely. At this point. Yeah. I, I would say yeah. more more would be done beneficially just by legalizing right. them all than what the the war on drugs has actually yeah. benefited. Yeah. So um, as far as marijuana is concerned, there's no reason people should be sitting in right. jail for plants. Yeah. It's just and not. Harris has come out in, in support of delegalizing or of legalizing. legalizing. Really? And I don't know if she's just saying that politically. Yeah, because it's her party. Right, it's right. Her because party she took an, a direct opposing position when she was the AG of uh, California. Yeah, because they got all that free labor for putting out right. wildfires. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like that. Yeah, so. so, and, you know, Biden's also said he wants to take an aggressive stance going after firearms. Um, he wants to put some kind of truth commission in place for social media. So truth commission, yeah, that sounds straight out of nineteen eighty four. I know what what did they call them the the Ministry of Truth. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, it it's almost verbatim. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, dude, and you're like, you're just giving us the fuel to <laughs> to compare you to like these um yeah. these books. Yeah, where in these dystopian societies, it's yeah. like you you can't have an agency declaring what's truth and what's not truth. You can't have right. one person over a, a group of people that decide, you know, this is true and this isn't. Yeah. I, I understand there's a lot of misinformation out there. It's all over the place. Yeah. And that's the, half the reason why we're in the shit that we're in is because of misinformation on both sides. Mm -hmm. Misinformation that's peddled by the mainstream media right, right. is separating us. Where's the, the fact checkers for, like, CNN yeah. and Fox News? Right, yeah, Because exactly. they're constantly... Yeah. Saying bullshit, and then all of a sudden the next day they're like, "Well, actually, this wasn't necessarily yeah. maybe a thing." After the whole country went up in arms that you said it yesterday, right. so I, it's a it's a messy world we're in. We we got people like what was the the dude's name that said the National Guard is all oh, white dudes, so yeah, they're probably they're probably not the best. They don't have Biden's best interest right. at hand. Yeah. We got people like Katie Kirk came out and said we're going to have to reeducate like Trump supporters. And all that stuff. Um, I, I don't have that article. I, I mean, if we get time, maybe I'll read it in the second okay. half. But when you get people saying like that, like prominent mainstream media people, yeah. like, I mean, Katie Couric's pretty washed up at this point, but she's right. still a well-known name yeah. in, in media. And you get, um, you always get those, the, the disapproving face of the the late night talk show hosts, right? Yeah, doing all their like freaking d disappointed dialogues. Yeah. Now it's not even like comedy anymore. Them yeah. telling us like what we should and shouldn't be thinking and how wrong we are as a country. Right. We're just like completely split as a nation. Yeah. Right. Like like that Cohen guy said, we're two circles. Do we come back from this? Do we want to come back from this? Right. I yeah. mean, 
I I don't see a benefit really in in like splitting and having two countries. Right. I mean, it's no. going to be ugly. Yeah, absolutely. Look at the yeah. Civil War. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you had right. neighbors fighting neighbors. It's yeah. worse now because it would literally be neighbors right. fighting neighbors. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. There's no way to do an amicable amicable spil- split. Yeah, all. because you got the uh, pr- primarily the the cities inner cities are more right. progressive and then the more rural, um, areas. rural areas are more right. um so all the surrounding yeah. areas around are more right. conservative so, so you have all the rural areas be their own country and then like chicago is is part of is landlocked or right. like you know like yeah locked into another, another country, country right. or do you like dislocate people and say right. hey all these people have to move to here and all right. these people have to move to here yeah. Like like what happens. So yeah. I'm going to get into a break. We're at about that time. I want to talk more about this great divide that we have, the divided states of America, I guess you could call it. I, I, I see nothing united about the states of America at this point because and, – and they don't want it. The media doesn't want it. No, the politicians, politicians don't. don't want it. They, yeah. they just want their agenda to be pushed no matter what side right. they're on. And that includes part of their agenda, I think, is to intentionally divide us. Yeah. So we're going to get into break real quick. And then when we come back, um, we will talk about that some more and dig into that. Before we let you all enjoy the inauguration process, like I said, um, on Election Day, let the cards fall. Wherever they land, we'll clean up after. Right. The cards have landed. Get over it. Let's clean it up. Yeah. Figure out how we can fucking live as a country how we can push forward as a country so let's let's get into break if you got nothing else and then we will um be right back you got anything else no all right let's take a break have you ever thought that maybe voting maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life hi I'm Remsa W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are, go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez, at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Do you need a hand with video and YouTube content editing and production? Send some love to our newest sponsor, Van Zot Media a freelance video editor and YouTube content creator that produces a wide variety of content such as audiobooks, audio dramas, podcasts, gaming videos, and interviews. Vanzot is passionate about entertainment and dedicated to helping others grow their name and brand. Check them out at facebook.com slash Media. That's V-A-N-Z-O-T media. Facebook.com slash Media. Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. 
You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. And once again, we're back. We are. What does that look for? Because <laughs> I something weird popped up on my phone. Oh, is that what that noise was? Yeah. I, I wasn't sure what that was. I thought it was just me imagining things, That's but it's I just thought it was you. too, and then I realized it was me. <laughs> it's just you and your, your bad etiquette when it comes to recording. <laughs> Please place all your phones on silent. I know, I know. But that's all right. Well, it was an article that popped up that talked uh, about a Cedar Rapids guy that was arrested for being in Washington. Oh, wow. And then it started playing. It started this playing in the background. Yeah. It's all right. We don't claim to be professionals around here. So, no, definitely um, not. We have things. What was it? Um, the weekend wrap-up video. I was yelling at a video that kept popping up. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, it It was Shapiro. Yeah. He fucking, always likes popping up. Fucking Ben Shapiro. So let's get into it. Let's talk about this great divide yes. we have as a country. Yeah. Coming together. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's exacerbated by certain individuals more than it probably needs to be yeah to to start it off i we, this article popped up while we were recording you just held it was i was playing the intro video and you held up your phone and you're like did you see this and i'm just like <laughs> just send it just send it to me we'll, we'll we'll make it work so this article says an ex-military officer a democrat calls for domestic war on those like Republican in a wheelchair who participated in Trump rally. Do you hear any like divisive no, not things at all. in this title? Yeah, no, it seems like it's all about coming together. I mean, this is from the Daily Wire as well. So, yeah. I, I mean, we do we have played showed up a couple of their stuff yeah today, but let's get this straight. We are not No. No. We're not Ben Shapiro yeah. supporters no. or Daily Wire supporters. Yeah. Just the, some things pop up. The main we reason we've been pop, throw, putting Daily Wire up is because you're not seeing a lot of the um, division stuff yeah. from the other mainstream or Jazeera or um, BBC. Right. So that that's primarily why we're pulling from Daily Wire. But this one clearly has divisive language it in does, it. It does, yeah. Ex-military office, a Democrat, yeah. calls for a domestic war on... Those like Republican in a wheelchair who participated, yeah. so they have to throw right. that. Uh, Shame on you, Daily Wire. He's in a wheelchair. Shame on you. How do you, how can you go push against that person in a wheelchair? Just yeah. because he is in a wheelchair doesn't mean he's not a dick. <laughs> right. But anyway, he's calling, <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, is this guy is calling for a domestic war on Republicans. Yeah. And, like people in, at the Trump rallies. Right. Whether or not it's a guy, a Democrat, or a guy in a wheelchair, somebody is calling for a domestic war against somebody of the other side, and that that alone just shows the division in this nation. That that we've gotten to the point where the people we disagree with, right. we're calling for war on them, yeah. domestic war. Yeah. So it says retired Air Force Colonel Mo Davis, a failed Democrat congressional candidate. <laughs> Make sure you you point out that, that he failed. Failed. Yes. Well, there, there's there's a thing here because I'm pretty sure he lost to the guy that was in the wheelchair that uh, he called out. Gotcha. So there's uh there's gotcha. a little bit of personal yeah. like bias here, a little bit beyond just the fact that it's a Trump supporter, because it says this retired failed Democrat congressional uh, candidate Mo Davis wrote an inflammatory tweet targeting Representative Madison Cawthorn, Republican. 
who he lost to in November, saying that it was time to start a domestic war on American terrorists. Davis's tweet comes after Cawthorn, who is confined to a wheelchair, participated in a January 6th rally for President Trump in Washington. Doesn't say anywhere that right. he was one of the people that <laughs> stormed, right. climbed up the walls from his wheelchair, and <laughs> broke into the Capitol. He was just at a rally, right? at a freaking rally, but he's a domestic terrorist now. It says um, he, he received a fair amount of crit criticism for it. Because he was there, just right. just that alone. But this guy, that wasn't enough for this guy. This guy says, Mo Davis says, I was chief prosecutor at Guantanamo for over two years, and there's far more evidence of Congressman Madison Cawthorn's guilt than there was for 95% of the de detainees <laughs> at Guantanamo Bay. Wow. wow. Because he was at this rally, he is far, there's far more evidence that he's guilty of domestic terrorism, terrorism Damn. than 95 Five percent of the people at Guantanamo. That's sad. He said, "It's time we started domestic war on sedition by American terrorists." So, yeah, I don't think we need to no, read anything else about that. Self-explanatory. The guy was at a Trump rally, right? Yeah, and that alone, yeah, made him guilt more guilty than ninety-five percent of yeah. Guantanamo Bay detainees. Yeah. But, but he's he's so far radical for showing up to this rally. Yeah, right. But Mo Davis isn't considered so far radical for calling for war against right. people like this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's same as, you know, you got AOC and them calling for like um Senator Hawley from Missouri and, and, Ted, and Cruz. Ted Cruz, you know, be brought up on on uh treason charges. Yeah, you or know? at least step down and things like that. Right. Or just, you know, or you got like, um, you know, these these Harvard people calling for them to have um, centers to support Trump, like uh, Cruz and uh, Dan Crenshaw from Texas, to have their degrees stripped from them. That's insane. You know, it's just, just for like disagreeing. Yeah, yeah. Because these people, like we've said over and over again, these senators, most of them at least, never once said Trump won this election. Right. What they said was, Let's it is, it's it. our job. Yeah. Like our constituents yeah. say, look into it. It's our job yeah. to at least, at least just yes. lo let's and, look at this. And if they would have looked into it, it would have probably quelled 50% of the hostilities. Yeah, I'm be sure. Like, okay, you, they're, they're actually looking into you're gonna it. You're going to have the, those extremists yeah. on either side. Right. But on the Trump side, like like the Viking hat wearing right. guy, that it doesn't matter what you do or say or even how much evidence you have – they're going to say, well, Trump won this election. Right. It was stolen by uh, this elite uh, alien species of, de <laughs> you know, all right. the conspiracy yeah. things that I'm not even going to list the things that they, they call them because of fear that I'll get kicked off this platform. Right. Yeah. But you hear all the theories of what tem uh, uh, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world are and what all these right. Democrats are. But um, whether or not you agree, Biden's going to be the president. It's going to happen. Right. You can do what you want. You can say what you want. Biden's going to be the president, just like Trump was president from 2016 yeah. till now. Whether you agree with it or not, he was the president. He's right. still the president for another, what, 26 hours? Yeah. He's the president. I'm sorry. that That's just the way it is. You have to figure out how to live as a country because mm -hmm. people like this um, that— 
whatever his name was, I can't even remember now. I just don't care. The oh. <laughs> the guy that was calling for a a, a freaking yeah. war, right? A domestic war against them. That guy doesn't have your best interest or no. the country's best no. interest at hand. The guy ran for a political office, supposedly trying to make the country better. Right. And he's calling for basically like taking yeah. out uh, 48% of the country. Yeah. Because of domestic terrorism. Right. So Gallup polls. Speaking of, we're we're getting into this whole notion of this divided country and what what chance we have, what hope we have. Gallup polls um, found in 2020, in December, so after the election, after like things supposedly got even more divided and divisive, Gallup polls found that only 31% of Americans identify as Democrats and only 25% of Americans identify as Republicans, hmm. with 41% identifying as independents. Right. So you're seeing all over the media all this push that, oh, it's the far Trump supporters versus the far, like, communists. 41% of us, like, far more than either pe- either side, like, people, like, strictly follow either side, far more than that, um, identify as independents. Right, yeah. But you don't hear that information. No. They they don't put that out there yeah. because they don't want you to think, oh, there's somebody on the other side. Yeah, most of them are leaning one way or the right. other. Leaning means they're not so far to one side that you can't find some common ground. Right, absolutely. So for this poll to come out after all of the Trump polarization from November through now to say, hey, 41% still say we're we're independent— there's no reason why you can't go out and freaking find some common ground then. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know neither you or I prescribe to one side or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're leaning as we're leaning one direction, but I know that we have views that are directly in contrast to the right. Yes. You know, as well as the left. Yeah. Yeah. And we can find I can find and talk to anybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I have left and right friends. I yeah. don't typically get into political discussions with them because it's not necessary. It, it goes nowhere. Right. It's like yeah. usually when you you get that itch to like really comment back on so, somebody's social media post, you, it's not like you persuaded them. It's right. not like yeah. you all you did was both of you got like entrenched further into your own views and just yeah isolated yourselves apart more from each other when you get into those discussions. If you want to sit down and have, like you said, um, on the break, you wanted to maybe get somebody from one or the other side and just sit down and say, like, hash this out and just have an actual dialogue, Yeah, that's different. But when 90% of dialogue, 95% of dialogue is done through trolling on social right. media yeah memes and what have you all it is is you're you're digging your trenches you're setting yeah. up your 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 barriers and you're making sure you're you're isolating yourself from family mm-hmm. like how many people on social media have you seen that they're like well i have this family member that won't even talk to me now oh yeah yeah since all this bullshit happened yeah. since just january 6th you have family family members that are like shunning oh, other yeah. members of their yeah. family because of it oh i know i i, I like to i like to get into the fight mm-hmm. But I, I also know that this is somebody that I'm going to have to sit across the table from at some point. Right. And although I don't take it personally, 
Like you can say what you want and I'll, you know, we'll end on amicable terms. I know th- that person will take it personal. Yeah, right. So, so looking at those numbers there, did, did that surprise you seeing that 41%? No, not at all. It doesn't me no. either, but if like I said, if you listen to the media, right. It's far more divided than than what you see on those. Right. And that that's poll numbers. Yeah. That's like the people themselves proclaiming that no i'm not i'm not hard left i'm not hard no. right I, yeah. I find myself more in the middle and yeah. i agree with these values more here than i do mm-hmm. the, here but i i independent is what right you would call it which yeah. people everybody should be right right you shouldn't subscribe just to, to right. a party absolutely yeah you should hear each argument and make a decision based on the merits of that but i but it's just like i mean once trump was elected back in 2016 the media tried to make it seem like white supremacy went, won. Right? Yeah, the th- right. racism has of the United States has has turned its r- ugly head and has taken over the country again. And I remember, um, you know, watching Glenn Beck, and there was a guy um, Riaz Patel, and he is a uh, he, he's a director producer in Hollywood. He's a, a gay Muslim man who is is married and and has a child. And he said that he was he was frightened for his his child for yeah. himself, and that there was so much hate in the United States, and so he took it upon himself to fly around the country to see, you know, about that hate. Right. And so he would fly to like rural Alaska and and middle of BFE, you know, Nebraska, and he said there is no hate. Right. It's like none of that racism and 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 hatred and white supremacy. Is, you didn't find really, any of that there. I mean, there, it's there. Oh, it is there, yes. There are racist people there. Yes. There are hateful people on both sides. Absolutely. There are horrible extremists on both sides. But the majority of us, we just... Want to we'll live our leave, lives. Yeah, we'll leave you alone, you leave us alone. Yeah. Good on you. I mean, do I agree with some of the things you do? No, but... Yeah. Who, I don't give a fuck what you do. Right. Just leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. usually most, right. most people's stance. Yeah. And usually, like... I mean, how how often in conversation does it get brought up your like sexual preference or right. or your religion? People try to avoid that shit right. for the most part because yeah. we just don't right. want to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, that that's generally right. the feeling. And I know there's probably there might be, there could be people that listen to the show at some point. I feel like most people kind of sit on the same line that we do, or they want to still be listening right. to our yeah. show. I would agree, but. You might get people on one side that are like, "Oh no, there's this and that. Did you see this and that?" Yeah, it's it's all overhyped. Yeah. Yes, yep. it's there, but it's overhyped by the media. Right. And here's an example. I wanted to. All I wanted to do. I just wanted to pull up the two, like two different media sources: a hard left and a hard right. I said, "Fuck Fox News" because they can't even get their shit together. Right. They don't know yeah. what they support anymore. Nobody, nobody likes. So it. I pulled up CNN, and then I pulled up what's it called? One. America News Network, OANN, which is a hard right news source. Okay, I've never heard of it. Yeah, that's where a lot of the really hard right people like get their news okay. from. Like more so than than Fox News. I think yeah. more Trump supporters are shifting over to that side. So, just wanted to read some of the headlines and just show you how divisive the media makes mm-hmm. everything. So, here's CNN's. This is just their their home home pages. So, I'm not like reading one specific article. So, Main article on CNN, Trump allies stoked flames before Capitol riot. 
That sounds divisive, right? Right. Um, down here in News and Buzz, Trump administration issues racist school curriculum report on MLK Day. Uh, the uh, Doctors, uh, nope, that wasn't it. It says the president might want Trump world, but he needs a real library. <laughs> okay. Um, it says Martin Luther King Jr. would be greatly disappointed in our nation, his son says. I'm guessing Martin Luther King's son. Yeah. So it's all like pushing against the other side. Right. Trump opponents celebrate as he moves out of the the White House. Again, just like pushing against that side, pushing against the other side. That's all it is. Right. So Biden crafts inaugural address to unify a country in crisis. It's like my side's good. Your side's bad. Right. Yeah. So then move over to OANN, which again is really right wing. G- main main headline here is GOP preparing to combat rad- radical Biden policies in a 50-50 Senate. So immediately pushing against right. the other side. Right. Radical. Liberal media pushes to deprogram Republicans supporting President Trump. And we see that. We see right. articles about that all the time. We even report on it. But right. again, headlines. It's yeah. just like the liberals, the radical liberals, radical Biden policies. Right. It's just there's no finding common ground anywhere here um project veritas which is right wing says twitter plans to erode free speech worldwide and we've talked about this but still it's just right pitting one side against the other when you go back to the polls and 41 percent of us just want to be left the fuck alone absolutely yeah we just want to live life yeah most of them probably aren't even political at all right because the i i was reading a other polls like throughout today just trying to get ready for this and it was showing like the people that were like warm to their side like more like warm to their side and more like ice cold to the other side right and it, like one specifically was people that follow the politics and the people that followed the politics were like really entrenched into their politics mm-hmm. it's the people that are just like dude politics are bullshit right. are just like you know, I, I identify as uh, an independent or right. a free thinker or whatever you want yeah. want to have it. So just those headlines alone to me, yeah. just pulling up those two two sites and just looking through them, it's just like divisive, yeah. divisive, divisive. Right. Like there's yeah. there's no like um, Biden and or the, whoever like Chuck Schumer and. Lindsey Graham are like coming together to like right. r- to unite the fifty fifty cent. There's yeah. there's there's no right. shit like that. It's you don't just... even see like um like uh, Schumer and uh, and uh, you know Cruz come together to watch football. No, you know, no. or, or to come together to support their team that they both like or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know how true there it is to it. I know it used to be like they in front of the cameras they'd be pitted against each other, and then you'd see them like. Right at the freaking well, clubs, like yeah. the politician, like oh, but like, I remember seeing uh, was George W. Bush, right, and he'd do the State of the Union, right, yeah. and and you'd have, you know, just this this fiery rhetoric, right, but then he he steps down and everybody wants to get his autograph, yeah, you know, all the the Democrats and Republicans are like, oh, Mr. President, can you sign this for me? You know, I mean, just yeah, and you look at him now, and he's um. Like always in photo ops with Obama and the Clintons and the people that he was pitted right. against for yeah. for years. Yeah, and yeah, and that you talk. There was an article about his and Michelle Obama's special friendship where they find it's like where was that? Where was yeah. that during your presidency? Right, exactly. Because the whole four years, it's 
Democrats yeah. versus Republicans, right. and then all yeah. of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, we were best buds the whole yeah, time. Right, right. It's just like, well, you fooled oh, yeah. all of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the worst president of all time, and now it's going to come out, and he's, you know, he wasn't, he that, wasn't bad. that bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were all played. Yeah. Once again, to think that we were, yeah. it was us against well, them because they they have to look like the hero, and they can't look like a hero unless there's a villain. Right. So. So. Yeah. It's. I mean. I feel like, like I said at the beginning, we had said, is there coming back from this? Is there a common right. ground? Is there a common ground? When you see 41% like, right. are just leaning one way or the other, I, I feel like there's got to be common ground there. Yeah, yeah. And yes, there's a lot of morals between the two sides that contradict each other. Yeah. But for the most part, everybody just wants equal rights. Right. Like, one side thinks equal rights, well, not thinks, but one side sees, oh, equal rights are, like, all minorities, like, need to be treated yeah. as good as the others. And then the other side feels like they're just being completely disenfranchised and being um, censored and stuff like that, and they just want equal rights. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I think the danger is that there has been a portrayal of, if you're on the right, you're racist, mm -hmm. you're sexist, you're racist, you're elitist. And I think that our generation sees it and is like, no, that that's bullshit. I know people that are good people. Right. But I think you see younger generation, like college-aged, maybe early 20s, that they take it to heart. Right. Well, they truly believe that. They've been through the government-sponsored education system right. for the past however many years. Right. America's racist. It's always yeah, been racist. That's, that's pushing this divide. Right. That's pushing this divisiveness and yeah. pushing towards a certain um, moral code that um, we have to like denounce right. whatever because of our ancestors' history that, that we're all— just a bunch of racist white people. Right. But I mean, it's all that's where that's why you get a lot of like the college age people that are like, well, we just gotta burn down democracy and start right. it over. And yeah. you get this like social justice coming out of the, the school system. And mm -hmm. social justice on its own right is a good thing. Right. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. But the things that are pushed, just like how the green plans aren't what they appear to be. It's just code for whatever other yeah. agenda they want to push. I right. think social justice is just another agenda that they're trying to right. push in the name of social justice. Because who wants to push against social justice? Right. Who wants to push against, like, healing the 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 climate? Yeah, right. Like, you just put slap a good name on it, and then right. you put... It's kind of like the stimulus bill. You slap it... Like, who doesn't want the economy right. to recover yeah but then you throw in all this other shit mm -hmm. that we don't look at because we got our freaking yeah. 1200 dollars stimulus checks yeah well and unfortunately like I, I had read something's like okay racial equality is a good thing right mm -hmm. everybody wants that economic equality well now you're getting into a whole different thing yeah because economic equality now you're getting into socialism mm -hmm. and a lot of people are equating economic equality with racial equality. Right. And that that's where the issues are coming up. Yeah, I equal or economic equality sounds good. Like everybody should have the right, right. 
everybody to build the same like right. They should have the same opportunities. Yeah, the same have the same opportunities to climb that ladder. Right. With their own efforts, economic equality turns into well, everybody has the right to have the same income no matter what they do. Everybody has the right to have the same amount of stuff no matter right. what they do. Like you have more, you're more uh, privileged. So we should take some of your stuff and give it to the less privileged. No, right. everybody should just have the same abilities to, right. with their own efforts, yeah, to climb that ladder of success and yeah. make make a living out of it. Yeah. So that was a tangent. I know. I mean, the, the, these are things that divide us, though. Right. And, yeah. In the end, I think we all could see eye to eye on it if we just. Yeah, like talked it through. Right. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Be like, oh wow, we really are for the same things. You yeah, know? it just sounds a little different. Yeah, or it, I thought, I thought all you people thought this thing. Yeah, and, or just didn't want this thing, or yeah. or call it, like, I I don't think like everybody on welfare is a bunch of lazy people. No, like, not at all. I mean, you do get those far right people that say, well, right. if you're on welfare, you're just lazy and you just yeah. want handouts. Right. I think it's a system that's been set up to create a perpetual welfare state right i disagree with the welfare state because it's i think a a corporation of its own it's a conglomerate yeah. of its own a money-making scheme right and it, it's put people in a perpetual state of needing to feed off of the government yeah but i don't think there i don't know too many people that say oh people that that go get some help from when they need it right oh they're just a bunch of lazy people no right so it's just a matter yeah. of under, like understanding each other. But when yeah. you don't cross that divide, that plane, you're never going to understand the other side. Well, and, and it, it's like, I mean, we've talked before. You look at Donald Trump in the 80s and 90s, right? And he was the it guy, right? Yeah. He was the playboy. He was the one everybody liked. Everybody wanted to be associated with him. And he was saying the same things back then as he was saying, is saying now. But the media turned him around yeah. to make him look like a white supremacist, you know, this, this, you know, authoritarian fascist bad guy. Right. And it's like, he hasn't changed in the last 40 years. Yeah. He's, he's been, been saying the exact same thing, right. but now they want him taken out of home alone too, because you know, somehow he, he's evil all of a sudden, right. you know, and, but that's the media playing that. Yeah. And all these people loved him to death when he oh, was yeah. supporting, he was giving money for like political causes, oh, yeah. giving money to all these organizations. And I think we broke stuff. it down. He was given more money to Democrats than he was mm -hmm. Republicans at the time. And then all of a sudden he's still saying the same thing. We, we've gone back and watched all his interviews oh, yeah. saying the exact same oh, rhetoric, yeah. put America first since he yeah. has been since like 1982. Yeah. Yeah, some of his first like earlier interviews. Yeah, and they loved him back then. Yeah, but now, now they can't stand him. When he says those same things he was saying back then, yeah. that Oprah was like, "Oh, he's, you you should run for president." Now he says it now, and they're like, "Oh, you're a racist for saying that." So I've got this this article here. I'm not going to read much of it. It's from American Psychological Association. I just thought there was there was an interesting paragraph in it. This article is called "Healing the Political Divide." says, how did we become such a divided nation, and how can psychologists help us bridge the gap? I don't think psychologists will bridge that gap, but no. th they have good points in here. Okay. So it says, um, existential fear appears to be at the heart of what drives polarization. So it's talking about our polarized, like, yeah. super divided nation. So it says, fear of appears to be at the heart of that. 
And it goes on to say, one reason we tend to become fixated and polarized is because of individual and collective trauma that associates with a profound sense of insignificance. Ultimately, being wiped away or extinguished is what he's talking about. So disenfranchisement. I think both sides can have their own valid opinions that they're being disenfranchised. You heard it in the Black Lives Matter movement all over the summer. It's just like, well, our voices aren't being heard. Our voices aren't being heard. And we, we've hammered this home. At the beginning of it, we said their voices aren't being heard. What, what are they supposed to do? And then we get to now where the other side is being completely shut down for social media just for being members of Facebook pages. They may have never even made a comment, and they right. just like hit like. It's yeah. not, well, this sounds like a good idea. Hit a like. You get taken down from social yeah. media. You get they're coming after podcasters because they have an independent thought because there's extremists in podcasting. Mm-hmm. They shut down a parlor because Donald Trump decided he might go over to parlor. Right. They completely shut that down. Disenfranchisement. Yeah. Well, and the danger is that you know there's an argument we talked about it that the people who stormed the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. They they felt disenfranchised. Nobody yeah. was listening to their complaints about how the election was taken from them. Right, and and they're upset. You know, they felt disenfranchised under Obama. Trump made them feel like they had a voice again. Right now, they feel disenfranchised again. Well, even the senators that wanted to hear their voices, right, they're now oh yeah, they're getting don't... threatened. Their jobs are being threatened. Right. They're being called terrorists. They're Absolutely. getting death threats and stuff like that just for saying. These people have voices. Right, right. Well, the problem is, though, that they're looked at by media, they're looked at by these politicians, and they're like, you can't be disenfranchised. You're yeah, white. right. Exactly. If you're white, you can't be disenfranchised. And that's disenfranchising just by saying that alone. Exactly. But it goes back to the whole, uh, you know, Martin Luther King's day is the day we're recording, that, you know, don't judge by the color of someone's skin. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, it's just on the other side. Well, exactly. there's no such thing as uh, reverse racism. Right, yeah, bullshit. It, when you get—we we heard reports throughout the week of people that Biden's put in a place that think that African Americans yeah. are more superior because of— The color in their skin. The melanin in their yeah, skin. And right. so it's just like you're doing the exact opposite of yeah. what you've been fighting against yeah. for— yeah, centuries now. Well, who is it? Uh, Terry Crews. He did not support Black Lives Matter because he said it's black supremacy. Yeah, and he got shouted down. And they're like, "There's no such thing as black supremacy." Yeah, stop being an Uncle Tom. <laughs> right. So again, it, like this person says, the fear of being ultimately wiped away or extinguished, whether that's valid or not. I mean, there's some validity to it, sure. but ultimately extinguished and wiped away. There's always a way around it. Like right. we're the people that are like working our way around it. Right. But that fear alone is what's dividing us. Like, well, those people just want us to shut up. Yeah. So we don't like those people because they, they're trying to to shut our voices down. Right. They're not listening to what we're saying. They're disenfranchising us. So it's there. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place. Um, it goes on to say, it starts talking about um, like the perception and what what like causes people to like kind of entrench themselves. And it usually comes from like the extremists, like yeah. like we said, not everybody follows hard line left mm-hmm. and right, but you get those loud voices that do. It says, some of the divide is a matter of perception. Um, it says, most people are not 
on the extremes of any of these issues, but most of what they hear is from people who are more on the extremes. You look at the media, the mainstream media sources. We we, we saw it. It's like, yes, most people probably aren't extreme, but where they're getting their information, it's coming from an extreme right. side. Yeah. There's no finding middle grounds on in any mainstream media source, right. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Like either. you look at um, any fair and balanced media, it, it's got a side. Yeah. BBC has a side. Um, even though it's not even in this country, right? NPR is far left. Fox yeah. News is far right. You got yeah. like um, the Sean Hannitys that are far right. right. You got the freaking um, Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow yeah. on the far left, and those are the voices that it, people are listening to. Yeah. Those are the the influencers that are right. and, and, and you know the Hannitys and the Maddows. They're not even news people, right? You know they're they're pundits. Yeah, they give their opinions, and but people take it as news. They take it as fact, right? Like they they are literally just like op eds, right? Right. Like yeah, they're doing no different than we are doing right now. <laughs> right. Just yeah. Like we say all the time, don't take our word for this. Right. <laughs> like yeah, go look it for out yeah. it for yourself. I've heard people say tell me before that I get most of my information from your show. And I was like, why are you doing that? Have, <laughs> Have you, you not heard listen- me? Have you not listened to the show and heard us say, don't yeah. get this from us. We're not we're not right. the voice of reason here. Yeah. So, yeah, it, but they're like the loudest voices. They're the highest paid, like the most in yeah. front of you faces. And those are the people, the extreme sides that people are following. This person goes on to say, leaders can be very effective at creating and strengthening mutual radicalization. You see that from like the Donald Trumps in the right. world, whether or not... He's a hard Nazi right. He's still, he's a charismatic person that gets a very radical um, following. Right. That that gloms onto him because they're like, even if I mean they could be misinterpreting everything he says, but they're like, well, yeah, he's 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 for the white person, or right. he's for he's against um, because he's against illegal immigration. You got these like KKK right. people that are like, "Hey, we've been saying this shit for years. Get yeah. all these immigrants out yeah. of here." And yeah, well, they, one of the first things he did was do the, the the Muslim band. Yeah, right. And that right there, I think everybody people were like, "Oh, well, he's racist for doing that," yeah. or or "Yay, he's looking out for America for doing that," you know. And and so, I mean, just that decision mm-hmm. split everything. Right. Goes on to say, if that kind of leadership wins out like that, that radicalized leadership then you're going to have a further mutual radicalization and further polarization and further irrationality in society. A point demonstrated in this person's book where he case studies extremists on both sides. So this person's done his research, is what it says. So it says, knowing that the political divide we are experiencing may be due in part to our own feelings of fear and misperceptions about others and seeing that those thoughts and feelings can be inflamed by political leaders gives us the ability to better understand how we've gotten to where we are. But there's a lot of work to be done to bring people together. Behavioral research can also provide insight in how to to bridge the political divide. So it's basically saying a lot of it's misperception, like we've said. A lot of it's coming from the media or coming from the loudest voices, the politicians, and all that stuff. They don't... This... Call me a conspiracy theorist. They don't want us coming together. No. Because once we stop fighting each other, right. we're all going to be like, look at that bullshit over there. Right. Look at what they're doing 
We're paying them hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. They're not working in our best interest. Right. We're all going to like realize, you're not my enemy. Right. That's my enemy over there. Yeah. And people like in powerful positions are no longer going to have those powerful positions right. because we stopped listening to them, started talking to each other. Yeah. And it's just the whole divide and conquer scenario. Yeah. That's I, all it is. I mean, you look at, you know, um, I'm sure you talk to anybody on any side and they're going to agree that term limits would be a good thing. Right. Right. So how is it that Nancy Pelosi's 80 years old? Mitch McConnell is probably pushing 80. Yeah. And these people have been in office for 40 some years, 40 some years. And Biden was in Congress for 40 plus years. Yeah. And 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 that's OK. People keep voting them in yeah. because they think they need them there to fight for them. Well, well, if uh, we don't have that person in, then what's going to replace it? It's exactly. that fear of, right. well, what if uh, a Republican takes over? Right. What if a Democrat takes that, yeah. that, that space from us? And, and a, a politician should not have that much influence in your life. For that long. Right, exactly. Right. I mean, that you're doing something wrong when you're afraid of the power that uh, the president brings to your life, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, I lived, you know, let's see, 25 years before i started paying attention mm -hmm. to politics right and my life wasn't really affected a whole lot you right know? and e even now even now yeah. that we're looking at it more just to basically report on it it's just yeah. like well this right. shit doesn't really affect yeah. it's not I, either way i'm going to live my life yeah. to the and, best that i can and even i mean talk doing our interview with pat mcgeehan you know, it made me realize, you know, I, I should pay more attention to what's going on locally in yeah. my city and in my state over what's going on federally. Yeah, right. So, I mean, there's all this this stuff like and you, you get the people that that's all they do is they just watch CNN or they watch right. Fox News oh, yeah. and that's what their whole life is based around yeah. or bitching about politics and bitching about Nancy Pelosi or Trump on Facebook. Yeah. It's just like, do you? Do you even enjoy your life? Right, right. Like, what else do you do? Because yeah. I don't see pictures of you going on these, like, vacations or, or yeah. doing fun stuff. Yeah. All, all it is is bitching about politics yeah. and then arguing with somebody else about right. politics yeah. on here. It's just like, yeah. what, what's it all worth to you, right. even if, if your side wins or loses, if yeah. your what, life what sucks? You <laughs> exactly. When you're that pissed off at the world. Yeah. When you're that miserable of a yeah. bastard, who cares who's in office? Your yeah. life just sucks. Yeah. I guarantee, you know, 99% of the people you talk to, they just, they want to live their life, like you said. They don't want to be messed with. They want to raise their kids the way they want to raise them. Mm -hmm. And they don't want your beliefs pushed on them. And that's it. That's yep. it. So, like I said, this one talked about, like, leader, like political leaders. I found this other interesting article here that talked about, it's it's titled "Why Social Media Makes Us More po Polarized and How to Fix It." So, and I think you had brought it up in the intro or early on how, um, like like I said, this has been going. This isn't a Trump thing. This isn't a Biden thing. This has been going on for decades. And you're like, well, social media um, made it worse. Right. And that's exactly what this article here says is, um, social media made us far more polarized. And I could see that. Like we've come so much further polarized just since like the invention of. Um, platforms like Facebook or oh, yeah. Twitter and and stuff like that. And that has nothing even like throw out the platform's politics itself with the, all the sense the censoring, mm -hmm. all all the bans and stuff. Throw all that out the window and just even 
a non-biased platform, right. it still made made it worse because oh, yeah. um, because of what this says. It, it's saying that influencers, not the networks themselves, are what's uh, amplifying the polarization. It's yeah. not the the social networks. Yes, they have their hand in it. Yes, they're they're doing their own bias work on the sides, but it's the influencers. Mm -hmm. So this one did a case study, and it was really interesting. So I'm going to read this one a little, too. A lot of a lot of reading here, but we're having good dialogue, too. I just wanted to get through a few things, and we'll just talk a little bit. So it says, Every time I log on to Facebook, I brace myself. My news feed, like everyone else I know, is filled with friends, relatives, and acquaintances arguing about COVID, masks, and Trump. Like we said, that's it's families pitted against right. each other, friends pitted against each other over differing opinions. Yeah. It says Facebook has become a battleground among partisan echo chambers. But what is it about social media that makes people so polarized? To find out, my colleagues and I ran a social media experiment in which we divided Democrats and, and Republicans into echo chambers. This is interesting to me because you think you put them in their echo chambers, all they're going to do is right. like just kind of reaffirm each right. other's positions. Yeah. Cement their base. Yes. So put them in the echo chambers or small groups whose members affiliate with just one political party. Next, we pick the most polarizing issues we could think of, immigration, gun control, and unemployment. We asked each participant what they thought of those issues, then let people talk to each other and revise their opinions. After several rounds of discussion and revision, we evaluated each group's viewpoint. To our surprise, the echo chambers did not make people more polarized. They did not entrench themselves into their opinions. It says, but less. After interacting in social networks with like-minded peers, each echo chamber, Republican and Democrat, had adopted a more mo moderate opinion. All groups independently moved towards opinions that were closer to opinions of the opposite side. So you put them all equally in a group of like-minded Right. supposedly like-minded in the same party, they talked through these issues e as equals, and they all found, like, merged more towards the middle. Right. Like, they found that people are more in the middle. I believe it. I, I do, too, but I, I just found it interesting yeah. that um, you put them in just a group of those people, like you said. You think that they would just cement their, right. their values on it. Yeah. So it goes on to say... As a scientist who studies networks, I'm used to being surprised by results of my experiments. Technology has allowed us to access more information and da data about people's social networks, debunking many of our assumptions about human behavior. But even my team at uh, the Network Dynamics Group was surprised. Why did our social media experiment find the opposite of what happens all the time in real-world social media? In real-world social media, you get in those echo chambers and everybody like completely divides. That's what we're talking about here. He says, the answer lies in something social media has amplified. Influencers, that those, those people that have the loudest voices, like we've been talking about. By now, most of us have a fairly specific understanding of what an influencer is. It conjures up a young, wealthy person whose lifestyle is sponsored by brands like Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. But the word has a very specific uh, network science meaning. And social media networks tend to be centralized. A small number of people, or perhaps just one person at the center, the influencer, um, of the network is connected to lots of other people in the periphery. The multitudes in the periphery of the social media have only a modest number of connections, while the few 
influencers at the center of the network are connected with nearly everyone. So it seems like everyone's connected with everyone, but really everyone, like small amounts of people are connected to each other, but are connected to like an influencer who's connected to a whole bunch of other people or other influencers. Mm. Says this puts these people into powerful position of being able to exert a disproportionate level of influence over the group. Not only are they this have like this high powered influence because they know the most people, but who gets whose um post you see more? Like who who what their reach that's allowed on Facebook right. yeah. are those people the sponsored people you see that all over mm-hmm. like We'll p- post something on our page. We have hundreds of people that like our page. Yeah. And I'll go, you can see the analytics of it, and it'll say, this post reached 20 people. Right. 20 fucking people. Like, yeah. even the people that like our page aren't yeah. seeing our page. Right. So it's social media platforms are perpetuating this influencer mm-hmm. scenario here. It's how they market now. They market oh, yeah. with influence. They they market products and brands through influencers mm-hmm. you don't see pop up at i mean you do but you you're more likely a young kid's more likely to buy something they see one of their oh, yeah. youtube uh yeah. heroes wearing over an, a pop-up ad on facebook yeah. and i see it all the time where some young person is posting some you know deeply wis you know wisdom you know mm-hmm. you know meme or, or or writing or article or something that they wrote and it's like, okay, who's that person? Right. You know, wh- wh- where did they find that? You know, right. and yeah, and it's those people that tend to be the extremists on sides that are influencing mm-hmm. that kind of mom mentality. Yeah. How we saw, like, for example, at the DC thing, like the majority of the people were just there to do their thing. Yeah. And then you got like, a handful of people will go start to stir shit up, and then that got people riled up. Yeah. Same at BLM protests. Yeah. Influencers. Yeah. Whether it's intentional or it's just people being dicks. Yeah. Uh, it says, by contrast, networks used in our study were egalitarian, the opposite of centralized. In an egalitarian network, everyone had an equal number of contacts, therefore influence throughout the network. So everyone was in contact with everyone and had equal influence over the group. Right. That's how they found themselves pull more to a, towards a centralist ideology yeah. because everyone had equal influence. It wasn't just one person basically having a majority influence over like a bunch of people that don't have any say. Yeah. So it says the key feature of an egalitarian network is that new ideas and opinions can emerge from anywhere in the community and spread to everyone but in centralized networks such as what we talked about in central uh, social media with the influencers mm-hmm. um idea ideas are filtered through or sometimes even blocked by a, f- a powerful social influencer whether that be the the tiktok star or whether right. that be the platform itself blocking out um mm-hmm. certain opinions so opinions aren't spreading right. at equal rates, yeah. causing to, us to pull more into the center. They're, they're being filtered through and blocked, so it's just pushing us further apart. Hmm. says, as I show in my upcoming book, Change the Power in the Periphery to Make Big Things Happen. I kind of want to check that book out now. Right. Centralized and egalitarian networks have very different effects on partisan bias and the acceptance of new ideas. In a centralized echo chamber, if the influencer at the middle shows even a small amount of partisan bias, it can can become amplified throughout the entire group. 
But in egalitarian networks, ideas spread based on their quality, not the person touting them. So, hmm. so it's more quality versus right. um, a, a super important person that everybody thinks mm-hmm. has all the right answers. There is a lot of wisdom in network peripheries and regular people with good ideas. When the social networks enable those people to talk with each other, new thinking that challenge a group's biases uh, can take hold and spread. Hmm. So, again, is that intentional by the social media networks to prevent yeah. um, those new ideas from getting out oh, there? I, I think so. I'm very much so. Yeah. I mean, you see how, you know, in the last couple of weeks, how much control that the, the social media has taken over, you know, silencing certain voices, you know, preventing certain voices from getting out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that they're manipulating the voices to, that they want to be heard. Do you ever, uh, I'm sure you've seen some of the YouTubers out there that just do stupid shit and they make millions of dollars oh, just yeah. doing videos of stupid shit. Yeah. Do you ever stop, this This is kind of a side tangent, do you ever stop and wonder how they became right. a YouTube sensation? Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you think it was by chance that, oh, they all of a sudden became a, a viral thing? Or do you think, do you think there's a chance, conspiratorially, that these people were like groomed to be influencers oh, and no, put absolutely. in that position? Yeah. Absolutely. You saw it with like some of the hit bands back, like yeah. the boy bands and stuff that were, they were created, like NSYNC was created by mm. the record label. They were mm. brought together like some of the best talent. It's not like they were organically became this this hit because right. of their talents and their abilities. And they worked up through like garage bands right. and through clubs and stuff like that. They were a production of a corporation oh, yeah. to make money. Yeah. And I feel that that's the case with some of these social media or these like YouTube stars and TikTok mm-hmm. stars that are making the millions of dollars and driving Ferraris just for doing yeah. stupid shit on videos. How many stupid videos do you see that have like 10 10 views that are probably way more interesting than right. some of those videos that are making millions of dollars. It's right. just like like how much of that is a, a product of corporations that are trying to just influence oh, yeah. and no, like absolutely. peddle shit, like sell t-shirt brands. Mm-hmm. Like you see some of the shirts that they're wearing, like Gavin will be like, oh, I want that brand of shirt. And you look it up, it's like like a $500 t-shirt and, right. and stupid shit like that. But then also pushing ideas on people. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. I mean, it's the world we live in with social mm-hmm. media, and and that's one of the things that you know will kill me is like, like Ali will get hooked on like a specific like actress or actor, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a Disney or whatever. Sometimes YouTube, and um, and you know, I I, I dig into them a little bit deeper, and yeah, I mean, they're they're very vocal politically or socially, and yeah. just really pushing their agenda out. So like, you know, if I let out uh, my daughter you know, go in and look as much as she wanted at this character, you know, she would see all kinds of stuff that I don't agree with her. Yeah. You know, and... And, and she's at that age that her brain oh, yeah. is malleable. Oh, it's yeah. like freaking silly putty. You Absolutely. could shape it into whatever you wanted oh, yeah. based on what she's watching. Absolutely. Especially if you get somebody that's her age that that's a millionaire that's saying all this stuff. It's just like, well, I want to be like her. Right. Yeah. So I right. should talk like her and think yeah. like her and yeah. wear what she wears. She's super cool and... Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, influencers... Do I mean organic or or groomed to be that position? Yeah. Like they're calling the shots, right? And then again, you get the platforms that mm-hmm. pick and choose who they want to be the influence, who what ideas they want to get out there. Yeah. You're seeing it more now right. since January sixth yeah. than ever before. What podcast do you want to to rise above the rest? Because mm-hmm. when you when you looked at, I remember um, 
you look at the free market, right? And say like um, talk radio, yeah. right? Conservatives dominated talk radio. Oh, absolutely. You know, you put, you know, Alan Combs out on radio and nobody wanted to listen to him, you know? Right. But through social media, they decide who gets heard. They mm-hmm. decide who's going to be the popular one. You know, and so it's completely rigged. Now they're they're coming after the podcasters, like we said at the in the intro. They're they're yeah. saying, "Hey, all these extremists are are flocking to the podcast, and it's yeah. not regulated." Yeah, and but you know, you know, they're not going to go after the bigger podcasts, mm. the ones that there are allowed to be heard. You no, know, it'll be not. it'll be people like us and our friends. Well, we are getting short of time, and I had a lot of other shit to cover. <laughs> um, so the last thing I wanted to point out was I found this article that says even our language is polarized. And I'll, I'll post this one in the show notes because you got to get the whole article because it's really interesting. And even as I was reading it to you, you're like, yeah, I, can't, I, I don't. And then I kept reading. You're like, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense why we would be more divided. But it says... Um, Hang on. It says, because like it's what it's saying is like our language means different things mm-hmm. on both sides. I like agree with that. Yeah. our our language differs from the other side, and it starts out like the first example it really gives is Black Lives Matter in CNN English. That is what they call it, or like left English is equivalent to All Lives Matter, but in fact, in it's equivalent to Fox News is all lives matter. So it means the same thing. Like you can say Black Lives Matter on CNN and a Republican's going to get all up in arms and be like, well, all lives matter. And what this is saying is you're basically saying the same thing. But it's saying even more extreme right wing news viewers use BLM in the same context as left wing people say KKK. So terrorism or whatever. And that we can. We can argue semantics back and right. forth. Like, yeah, I understand that Black Lives Matter isn't the same. Like, the statement isn't the same as BLM, the people burning down shit. Right. And that's where you're just like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. But then when you scroll down, it got into some of the numbers of the two. Um, hang on. I have to edit this because I lost where I was supposed to look. Oh, the, the percentages of lingo or language that Mm -hmm. differs from the other side. It says, um, in a four-way analysis of CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and OANN, the really right-wing that I talked about, words translate from MSNBC English to CNN English had 63% similarity. So even the two left organizations aren't saying the same exact language. But it says, words translated from MSNBC English to OANN, which is far left or far right, only has 42% similarity of mm. meanings of words. So if we can't even, like, agree on what words mean, yeah. 42, like, over half of our words between what MSNBC is saying and what OANN is saying mm-hmm. don't mean the same thing. Yeah, right. So how are we supposed to come together when, like, words don't mean words? English right. isn't English across yeah. the board. No, absolutely. So... It's just interesting, and it I, it makes you wonder, like, how much of that's intentional, too. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, as long as we're not talk speaking the same language, I mean, we'll never be able to have like a, a decent conversation. Um, yeah. And, and but it's also, um, like, 
the sides they change what different things mean also like yeah. you know they they alter the meaning of things so that you can't it's like when um oh gosh what was it it was um um oh gosh it was like uh lgbt or something like that and somebody had mentioned that and then people came up in arms and it was like no, it's LGBTQ plus, you know, yeah. and it's like, how offensive is that, that mm-hmm. you don't even know what to say, you know, and. Well, again, not to compare everything to 1984, but you, we no, both no, went I through don't. 1984. Yeah. Right. In 1984, they were constantly rewriting their oh, yeah. their words. Yeah. And it was a point in there that like every like 20 years or so, there was a like. None of the words that you understood today were in the dictionary of 20 years from now. Yeah. Like they were just constantly like evolving words and word meanings and word definitions to the point where like by edition 25 you would have no recollection of the words of yeah. the first one. And it just and it was an intentional. So yeah. like you want it like there wouldn't be like some of these like big scary words that offend people or they like eliminate some of these right. like uh, words like you couldn't dissent against something if you didn't have words to dissent with if right. there, you didn't have that word mm-hmm. to to speak out with if it, yeah. the word doesn't exist then you can't dissent right. you can't push against it and so just stuff like that makes me wonder how much how intentional is it that these news sources are yeah. defining words differently like 58% of words differently from the other side yeah so obviously we're going to fight if you're saying well that I'm saying this, and I'm saying the same words, and that means something different to yeah. you. That's like a cultural, complete yeah. cultural shock. Right. That's like going to another country and um, giving like the freaking peace sign. Yeah. What, who was the president? Was it Nixon that did that? Yeah, like right. stepped off the plane yeah. and gave the peace sign it, or the peace sign and um, got a bunch of yeah. shit because <laughs> it meant something completely different right. over there. Yeah. That's what you're talking about yeah. here is the cultural shock. Like you say a word, it's like. No, I'm saying this this thing is good. And yeah. the other side's like, oh, shit, you said that's good? Yeah. Completely different right. definitions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, oh, it's like the Tower of Babel. Mm. You know, I mean, look what people could achieve if they all spoke the same language. And so government sees itself as God. It has to, it has to create different language between the people so they can't work together to know yeah. what's going on and achieve great things. Yeah, yeah, because, so. again— They'll come together and they'll realize, right? Oh, we don't need you, right? Exactly. Or we don't want you, or yeah. you're the bad guy right. this whole time. Yeah, you're the man behind the curtain. Yeah. You know, right? And I mean, look at look at everybody that came together. You know, Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they spoke the same language. They knew what freedom meant. Yeah, you know, they knew what you know rights endowed by your Creator meant. You know, right. and today, you know, rights endowed by your Creator. It, it, Totally different. Right. Most people don't even believe that there's a creator. You yeah, know, so and that's so, offensive. Just saying that right, alone. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, well, you're you're uh, discriminating you? against my religion. No, what we're saying is you have yeah. these rights that weren't established by man. Yeah, they're, they're just rights that you have, but that means something completely Absolutely. different. Right. So, so you can see how twisted it gets. Right. Well, we are completely out of time, over our time, as usual. Um, I just wanted to have that discussion because like i said i mean we did cover some of the bullshit leading up to inauguration but again none of that shit matters yeah because by the time you're listening to this inauguration has happened 
whether a civil war broke out, whether Biden just got sworn in peacefully. None of what we're, we could possibly say to you leading up to it that predictions matter. Yeah. What matters is the fact that we are more divided now, whether it's intentional or not, than we ever have been as a country. This is... Uh, you hear the, the the phrase "divided states of America." It, it's a hundred percent true, and can we come back from it? Like a lot of people, like even when we first started digging into the, some of this stuff, we were both like, "Well, I don't, I don't know if we can because our ideologies are completely polar opposites." But right. then when you start reading some of this stuff, and you realize forty-two percent of the people um, define themselves as independents. And then you get the study, those case studies where you put people in an echo chamber where they all have equal thoughts. They all kind of migrate to a more central ideology. I feel like there is hope, but it's not going to come from listening to the the mainstream media. It's not going to come from listening to a fucking politician that does not have your best interest at hand, no matter what side he's on. You got to get out and you got to talk to people. And that's what they're pushing against. They're pushing against like having that dialogue with the other side because the, you get those extremist influencers or the extreme leaders that, that tell you what to think and people don't want to think from, for themselves anymore because it's, too, it's yeah. too inconvenient to go out and like find your own information. And you're, if you're constantly looking on CNN or you're constantly looking on Fox News or OANN or, or listening to the same podcast even over and over and over again everybody has a biased view go find shit out for yourself right so go be a good person that's all i i guess the last thing i have to say do you have any last final thoughts um you know we our tagline of the show is you know never stop talking well sometimes talking means listening yeah right and i think a lot of times we end up talking at each other right rather than listening to each other and so, and don't just listen to the words, you know, listen to the heart of what the person's saying, mm. you know, and I think if we listened more, then we could have those conversations right. and maybe we would get someplace. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. I agree. I like it. I love it. Um, go be a good, go be a good human, be a good person. Yeah. Check us out on social media. If you can still find us anywhere at most places, I guess, at Break the Bell Pod. All the main platforms are Break the Bell Pod. We are on MeWe at Break the Bell. You can find us all over. And we're we're constantly evolving where we're going to have our stuff. So sign up for that newsletter, like I said. Um, again, don't just roll over. That's not what we're saying. Don't roll no. over and just sit down and shut up. Like, your voice needs to be heard. But you don't have to be an asshole about it. But we're going to get out of here. Um, We will see you for the weekend wrap-up. Again, as I've been saying for the last month now, as long as we are still able to do this, we will see you for the weekend wrap-up here on Sunday. So um, check us back for that. Otherwise, enjoy Inauguration Day in whatever form it. Go get a cake. Go get a cake. Go get an Inauguration (laughs) cake just to piss your um, boss off, I guess. Um, Otherwise, have a great rest of your week, and we will see you in a couple of days. Peace. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, 
Goulash Media, on the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.